Yeah, that's... Oh, okay. Well, that's welcome... That's not gonna become a thing. <laughs> welcome to the SPN <laughs> VR podcast with reverb. <laughs> can, I get, been... can I get some delay? Yeah, I can literally <laughs> do that right now if you want. Uh, <laughs> it's been how long? Uh, August, August, August 25th. We did two episodes in August. We did two episodes in August? August 4th and That'll, August 25th. That, so we did, well, we, we probably recorded in June and released them in August. We gave someone two episodes, and that made up for the fact that we're fucking, that we didn't do anything else for three years. See. A Who, lot has changed since that uh, last episode. You know, we, if people don't know already. Wait, is this? We're live? We're live. Oh, we, this we, is it. We, okay. We've been I thought live. we were still fucking around. No, All we've right. been live. Sorry to interrupt. Since halfway through, people were screaming about cadence. <laughs> if people don't know, um, we did not all live in the same place uh, the whole time we were doing the podcast. Tom lived in Atlanta. Bert lived in uh, New Hampshire. And he, he moved from Louisiana. But now, everyone has moved to Savannah, where I live, because of this podcast. Mm-hmm. That so. was the thing. It was, it was so financially viable. <laughs> that I looked at all the things I had in life and went, this shit sucks. I want to live next to the train tracks. But uh, The bats so, are back. The, and then the bats came back. We basically all live together at this point. Mm-hmm. Tom actually legally is my roommate, and Bert is just here every I'm day. I'm legally owned awesome. by Hosian. Because I legally... Yep. <laughs> He's legally my roommate, and yeah. Bert's legally my friend. So. All right, so I'll just lay into There's it. Why a lot I of legalities. I'm, I moved here because I got I had a breakup and lost my goddamn mind for a minute, and then I went, well, I can stay in Atlanta yep. and not record a podcast and not play breakdowns all the time because my band Vatican, the Hosey and Moon, is also from here. For people who don't know, or I can move to Savannah and live next to the train tracks to the Eternal Boys for the Eternal Boys. And then Bert came down here yeah. for completely different circumstances. Yeah. Bert found I, out that the hunt- I just I just live in Savannah now. <laughs> Bert came down because he heard the hunting was better. Yep, and the fishing. And the fishing was better. Well, they both visited in November. We did uh, without that being the plan at all. And then we it was cool. I think Bert was here for like five days. Yeah, we were like, man, there's a hell of a lot less bats here. <laughs> there's a lot of bats in the there, program, but there are bats. <laughs> there's bats there definitely are still there's, bats. There's 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 eternal just there's eternal bats just like there's eternal boys. Yep. Um, and then like within the same month, everyone goes back home. Blah blah blah. Next thing uh, I know, both of them are moving here, and mm-hmm. it's awesome. Yep. yep. So now, uh, Tom spent all morning getting uh, Hosean's uh, workroom into this sick ass Joe Rogan like. Yeah. Oh yeah, I uh, wish yeah. you could see how like we can touch each other. Oh yeah, so we've okay. never recorded this we podcast. Oh yeah, this is the best part. I've been able like, to touch each other because now we can actually. We were gonna video this so people could see it, but mm. now we could actually physically harm one another. This yep. this is the first episode where we're all together. Yeah, because we tried when we were on tour last year or in 2019 in yep. the van, and that was a nightmare. That didn't work because the van hates you. Yep. Um, and then we one time Hosey and I recorded. Oh, the lost episode. Oh, yeah. We were in separate rooms. We were in separate rooms at uh, your old place. Um, but we, we were like, oh, we're worried about like the mics and bleeding and everything. So we sat in separate rooms. And that's when I was recording on an old laptop. Yeah. And I just, I by closing it, <laughs> right after we finished, I deleted 
two hours of audio. It was a sick episode. It was too. the it was the it military, was a military one, shooter, which we will yeah. do again. We'll do again. You were using like a 2005 laptop. Dude, I was I was using a laptop that uh, a friend of mine gave me that had a mustache glued yeah. to it. That was that had all That's like very OG. It was one of the ones where like people know this situation where you buy like a an old like crappy Windows laptop and the battery dies. So it's like if if it comes unplugged at all, it immediately turns off. It was that kind of a thing. But uh, now I record on an ancient MacBook instead, which this might explode two hours into us recording this. We'll see. There's just a, a, a lot of sh- different shit has happened since that August, uh, life-wise. Like, I, I remember we did an episode where we are talking about, like, everyone had their game space and blah, blah, blah. And I was always like, that's cool that you guys have something with that. But, you know, I live Now with the tables game. have turned. How they have <laughs> turned. Straight up. Oh, yeah. wow. And now I'm God like, damn. damn. Like, you know... I've moved like twice since that August as well. Like I moved to a place and then things with espionage got so hectic and busy that my whole house was boxes and shirts and stuff. And then I was like, well, I can move. Tom decided to move here and I, and that kind of inspired me to like, you know, do something and get a, more space for us and stuff. Yeah. And now it's like, I got, you know, games to play and have my own like, zone to like zone out and stuff like that so it is cool Mm -hmm. it is cool so to give people the rundown of the living situation there will be a video soon uh on a new youtube channel where you kind of see where hosey and i live hosey and i live together in downtown savannah uh and we're in his espionage office right now where he uh does all of the shipping and everything and organizes all of his stuff but you got a little shotgun style apartment hosey's got a room that we also treat as the living room unfortunately (laughs) for him because we don't have a living room, so we I keep enjoy it in an office. But it's, it's good. It's good. The fellowship there. Yeah. I've got my own spot right behind there that is full of. I brought way too many games here. I was like, I'm not going to bring the whole collection. Hosen said, bring the whole collection. So I brought the whole game, like 500 games, 50 something consoles or whatever. And Your room just, is not that bad. You just need to clean. You just need to reorganize it. A little I just bit. need to reorganize it. Really, there's just like two boxes of shit that I have to just get rid of completely. That I'm like, I don't need this shit for any reason. And then. Cool spot. Bert lives about 10 minutes away, but is here all yeah, the time. There will be no video of my spot. There will be no video <laughs> of that. It is entirely too depressing. I actually like your... I, I, I get what you said, but I actually like your room. I like it like Goku probably liked the oh uh, healing pod after or before fighting Frieza on Namek. That is hilarious. Yeah. Also, Hosian? It does what it needs to do. Hold the mic a little closer to you. Like kind of how I'm doing. Perfecto. Okay. God, that looks so fucking funny. Um, yeah. So that's kind of uh, the life situation. So we're here now. But we're here now, and uh, it's awesome. We've been lucky enough to ha- play, do a lot of gaming together because none of us are really doing much, that much. Bert's in school. Yeah, I I went back to school for surgical tech. Uh, just started a couple weeks ago because uh, doing the paramedic thing is uh way too fucking chaotic it's basically like ever since i was 18 and joined the marines it was like since i was 18 my my fucking job has been me being in charge of whether somebody lives or dies and i'm really sick of that being 30 now about to be 31 and so uh as a surgical tech i'll be assisting surgeons in the operating room and if somebody dies it is not my fault you're just chilling. I'm chilling. I'm You're fucking chilling. doing the thing. I, I'm the support, baby. There Every is. time I played Battlefield, I was the support. I'm just delivering ammo and calling in mortars. I'm not I'm not the reason people are getting fucked up. When they the die, reason. there's some pressure with that. Yeah, it's less responsibility and you get paid just as much as a paramedic, which is fucking insane. Yeah. Because motherfuckers are literally going into flea-infested houses and got to fucking pick up people that have 
peed on themselves for the past two years in between their beds. And it's just, God, man, everybody gets paid way too little. This country's crazy. It is crazy. Um, at my old job, there was a, a girl there who was an EMT. And uh, we would talk about that all the time because she made more money working security at the school yep. than she did as an EMT. And granted, like, the job was way easier. And But she didn't do that much EMT shit. But to think about the fact that, like, what motivation do you have to continue that career if yeah. you can, like, literally with the same skill set go somewhere and make... Entry-level jobs, yeah. Yeah, and make 30% more money, 30 to 40% more money doing much less work, bare mm. minimum, much less strenuous work. And you, it makes you wonder how do people uh, stay in that career. They, and that's why the burnout is so fucking soon, like three to five. They say five years, but I was in a really bad area of Baton Rouge. And I mean, the calls were just nonstop. Most places in bad, like even if you're in the good areas, yeah. you're working in the bad areas because you, you're constantly out of trucks and constantly trucks are getting moved from one area to the next. But um, yeah, like that's like Sean up in New Hampshire. He, mm -hmm. his job he uh, does like janitorial stuff at a school and he gets a shit ton more, like five or six dollars more than I did as a paramedic. Yeah. Um, and that's like after hours. It's a very chill work day. He loves it. Yeah. It's so, yeah. No, that. there's there's no motivation whatsoever. Yeah. Um, well, to get on some fucking games. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why are you yeah. really here instead of hearing us talk about the bats? Um, no. What's happened? Oh, obviously the biggest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. A fucking the PS5. A PS5. It a is giant. The spaceship system came yep. out. This fucking tank of a thing. The funniest thing about okay, so only one person in this room owns a PS5. It's Hosian. Yep. He was actually going to get two PS5s until Sony told him no. Yep. They literally, literally <laughs> so, Sony themselves actually told Hosian no. So I wasn't even one. trying to be a scalper. It was the invite only one, and I was going to get it and give it to one of you guys. They canceled. His PS5, just like Robin Hood, canceled my shares of GameStop after mm -hmm. I already bought them. I forgot that you did that. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. We could talk about that. We'll, we'll get around to it. We're still in August and September Fuck right everyone now. that's trying to revive GameStop. Okay, so... Also got a, got a Series X, thanks to Burt. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty fucking good at, like, getting, like, consoles and shit. Like, because, I mean, that's... Um, yeah, I've, ju I've just always been really good at, like, the refresh system and fucking grabbing shit. That's why on my Twitch, I told people, I was like, yo, if this shit keeps up, I will give away a PS5 and a Series X when it comes out. Mm -hmm. And I fucking cannot apologize anymore for uh, life happening and my situation changing to everybody, including Tom, that has still been paying the subscription. I, for every me. month. I'm still getting, I'm still getting the fucking... We uh, fucking pay Bert. Every fucking month, <laughs> five. The second I get internet, the stream's coming back up. I got a lot of people asking for it. God, but, please bring it back because yeah, it's, it's a, five of my hard-earned. I'm gonna dollars. put Tom in a wig and I'm just gonna scream at him to play Dark Souls with a broken R1 button. I'm a hundred percent not kidding. I would literally do that <laughs> if you wanted me to. If you if you called me and said, Tom, I need I need I need to cross dress you today. I need to fuck. I need you to tuck. Tom, it in. we need to cross these streams. I need you to tuck this thing in. <laughs> And I'm gonna whop you upside the head. <laughs> Why Jesus. you can't play Dark Souls? I would do it. Um, Let the record show I've never whopped anybody upside the head. I'm not saying you have. I'm just saying if you asked me, there was an inference. <laughs> if you told, I'm saying if you told me you were going to, I would accept it. So that's coming back. And goddamn, you know, if if depending on the situation, it might still fucking happen with the giveaways. But goddamn, I remember there was a guy 
And if this dude messages me, I will look up the records. There was a guy when I announced the, the giveaway for the PS5 and everything, whenever it came out, this guy subscribed till October, like, or like November, till the release date of the new consoles. Oh, damn. And if you're hearing this and God damn it, like if we get that 2K stimmy, I will fucking pay you back for all that. I will fucking refund you. I'm not refunding Tom or Hoseon. Cause they they just are too lazy to cancel the subscription. But this I'm, dude I'm not legit. too lazy. I'm continuing to support my Thank friend. You. I make a conscious decision every <laughs> month when I get a PayPal notification that says Bert just stole from you. I say that is okay. Yeah, because and he's I'm, my boy. I'm not gonna cancel mine because if I cancel, you probably not gonna hang out no more. That's very big. true. Yeah, it's because I can't a, afford. It's about five dollars. That five dollars a month is our travel t- from my closet. Be over my to friend this for five dollars a month. Yeah, <laughs> it's our ticket to Eternal Boys. <laughs> yeah, there you go, man. We really do have Eternal Boys now. Yep, it's fucking the crazy. three best friends that anyone could ever. Um, or whatever, whatever it is. But so nothing else important happened until new systems start coming out. Hosian gets a PS5. Hosian. Yes. The first time you turned on the PS5. Or really, the first time you opened the box and saw the fucking the fucking monstrosity that it was, what was your reaction? What was your gut moment? It was it was a magical moment because I'd never gotten a console day one before. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is that one sound that comes that does never comes back mm-hmm. when you get a new PS Five. There's a sound that they, like when you press a button <clears throat> that that's the first time you hear it and that's the last time you hear it. Oh, wow. Well, it it is that. like a day. It's like a, this is the first time it's ever been on type thing. Uh-huh. And that was cool. And um, I actually did it with Jeremy on, we were on FaceTime. We both got ours at the exact same time and we were opening it and plugging it in and it did feel cool. And I did forget about everything else going on in the world for that moment. And it was, it was sick. That's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah that was, um, I think one of my, my favorite thing about the PS5 is, it like you know like so many people made fun of the GameCube when it released, especially like my brother was a huge Xbox head and I was a huge Nintendo head, and like Xbox had released a magazine making fun of the different like variations of consoles and shit out there. It was like seventy five cool things about uh, Xbox. That would also be a crazy find at some of these stores or whatever because it had a lot of really cool artistic illustrations and stuff because it had like a grandma sitting in a car was one of them. And it was like the PS2, she couldn't see past the steering wheel. And then the GameCube, her head was like uh, touching the roof or whatever. And it was like, it's too tall. But the Xbox, it was like perfect uh, size for grandma's fucking uh, stool to sit on in the car. Mm -hmm. It was like 75 different illustrations like that. But things like that, like everybody always made fun of the GameCube and how it had a handle and all this shit. But the PS5, like it's the first console in like, what, 10 years or so that looks like a fucking video game system, you know, like the base model. It's like, holy shit, this thing looks like an actual fucking video game. It looks like it's for kids and it makes me happy and it does things. We were just getting out of the era where everything looked like a a DVD player. Yeah. 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 I think that also like not to fast forward too much, but since you have the Series X. And looking at the two, um, this even goes to like a metaphor of like what's cool about them and what's not and everything. Like the PS5, it looks like you said, it looks like a vi- it looks like a fucking toy. Yep. It looks like something that you would play Astrobot's Playroom on. Like it, it just looks like even though it's way too big, and it's, go- it's, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. It's goofy. It's not gonna fit in anything. Like it, it just it just looks <laughs> it's hilarious. It looks like a video game console. And you look at the fucking Series X sitting right next to it. And if I had never seen the Series X before, 
I would say that's a pr- pretty crazy modem that you have. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, you that's where you, like PC towers are getting a lot smaller now. That's interesting. It might be another. It, it could be just like a like a honeymoon thing, but like I also really like how the Series X looks. I I do. I mean, I like it, but, but it, it's and, and definitely it, just a box. It is yeah. just a box, it's, but it's a very like pleasing box, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it, it's. And it's surprisingly, I feel like the Series X is heavier than the PS5. It's way, it's very it's dense. dense. I can see yeah. that. Super dense. That thing, that thing's got some boys in it. It's <laughs> cool, man. Like I, I, I also enjoy that. You know, I like Game Pass and all that stuff. It's cool. Like I haven't really felt the same like kid like vibe because like when you turn on the Series X, it's the same UI as the Xbox well, One and stuff. I will say, so I totally forgot about this, and this is still like. A shitty move on Xbox's part, but they did re um they did a UI update uh like last summer. That made it look that was for going into the transition, right? Yeah, but the fact mm-hmm. that it was already on the Xbox One, like because I totally forgot about that. I was like, why is that the same fucking thing? But I remember last summer or whatever turning on my one and being like, Holy shit, they did a whole fucking UI update. And I remember it being a thing. But yeah. number one, it still looks very Windows 8. Number two it's still just god damn dude like it it does it didn't give you that out of the box brand new feel that, that's my worry that's my thing with with xbox is like maybe they don't like see those things as the little things like the, to me yeah. the little things still matter they're playing catch up because you know like in the old days not in the old days but I remember like you used to get like demo discs with consoles and shit mm-hmm. and you would be able to fucking play something like First off, the Xbox not launching with any new games. Obviously, Infinite was supposed to be its thing, but dude, like, PS5 just checked every box. They had this new controller, and that controller is a fucking blast. Amazing. But I have heard people have problems with it breaking. The battery life is shit. All this stuff. But it is it is a good step in the right direction to making something feel revolutionary. They'll probably, they'll probably like, like in the background without announcing it eventually like five years from now have the exact same controller with the better battery. yeah it's gonna it's step like one you know it's exactly. a step in the right direction and they're gonna keep fucking making it better but like they they did everything that needed to be done on a new console like delivering astrobot fucking playroom or whatever it's called i keep calling it astro boy but um that like was such a that was a full-fledged game like in 2020 that like a lot of games release without like without as little with less content than that, but also with less replayability. Like I kept wanting to go back to Astro and fucking hundred percent it and different shit like that, and it was just so fun. Like the ice skating and the micro rumble and stuff on the controller was fucking they, phenomenal. They, they, mm-hmm. The PS Five launched with something that I felt like was for every type of gamer guy. Like they like they had Spider Man for you know they had astro they had demon souls mm-hmm. and, and they had like this is like different things you know yeah um because so, so many people wanted to bitch about like oh they had D- and this is like fanboy arguments and stuff where people are like oh they had dlc for one game and then a remake of another game and i'm over here like okay but 99 percent of you motherfuckers never even played demon souls on the ps3 you know yeah. y'all have and i mean this is going to be y'all's first fucking time playing this shit so it's basically a brand new game and the game is gorgeous it's very well done and then fucking miles morales okay same shit you uh for like in and like other games that have come out in this time and this generation Miles Morales probably had just as much content as every other game you fi- you fucking finish in six to ten hours, you know? 
So, um, and it was beautiful. It, the fucking ray tracing on uh, Spider-Man was outstanding. Like, I'm glad that's finally, because reflections are huge for me. And granted, like, there's still, like, little things here and there. Like, the fact that in Astrobot Playroom or whatever, it's, you can see him in the PS4 and all the reflective consoles in the little showroom, but then you can't see a goddamn thing in the background, but, like, structures and shit. You know, there's no little characters and stuff. So that's going to come a long way. Um, the sad part it was like, yeah, like the Xbox didn't have anything to fucking launch or whatever. And that sucks. But so there's the problem with, and this might be because developers aren't really comfortable with the hardware, but just like when the Xbox one and the PS4 came out, nobody could hit like 900 P and 60 FPS. Like everything was so underpowered for like the standard and shit like that. So here we are, the standard going into this generation is 400, 4k and at least 60 frames like i can't fucking stand 30 frames anything anymore and like hitman 3 just came out and sony's like oh yeah uh, it's gonna run at 1800p and i'm like god damn dude you're your 500 console you're the same price as the fucking xbox that can handle 4k why like the game just came out and i mean it's gorgeous hitman 3 i've been watching hosey play it it's fucking gorgeous it's got a lot of atmospheric effects it's got a lot of moving parts but, um, goddamn, dude, like, how come, like, everything is out the box, like, oh, yeah, this console is so fucking powerful and can do all this crazy shit, but we're not going to be able to reach the resolution that we, exp- that we said it would be, you know? I think that's part of why it's important to not, uh, get so- sold too much on, uh, the marketing terminology that everyone throws around, or, like, what is possible. Mm-hmm. On a system, just because when is, like you said, when's the last time what's possible was actually achievable in that launch window? Yeah. Um, it's really funny to hear you say, I can't fucking do 30 frames anymore. Cause I just think about like, like I don't play like PC games. I don't mm-hmm. like, like graphic, like all, graphical stuff doesn't really matter to me that much in the grand scheme. And like thinking about all the games I've played, like especially on Switch or whatever, I'm like, yeah, it's like 30 frames. Sometimes it dips to 27. Yeah. I don't fucking give a shit. <laughs> and Bert's like fucking galaxy brain, 120 frames on everything else. Yeah. So I, play, I, I play League at 144. That's and it's like, fucking psychotic. That makes me it, think about when HDTVs first came out and I was like, it looks too nice. Yeah, They're moving too weird, fast. That was weird, wasn't it? Because yes. I would watch like Everything looks like, like a fucking is soap everything opera. everything young and the beautiful or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck is going on? And did our eyes just like get used to yeah, it? Yeah, now I just don't fucking notice. I thought that was some weird fucking motion blur setting or whatever that was fucked, but movies like film in like less than 30 frames is it 24 20 24 on film is still the standard okay mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons why when you see like why when you saw hgtvs come out at first and a lot of stuff that was filmed on di- on uh nicer digital hardware that it looks so strange to you because you're you were just seeing so much more motion than ever yeah, before it's 20 years of your eyes understanding a certain pattern and shit yeah i mean i i i was playing dark souls 3 recently and that that is that's some stuff that matters at at the frame rate. Oh, uh, for sure. Because like, when, you know, when it first came out, before they had the PS4 Pro enhanced version or whatever, um, the game felt like you were floating mm-hmm. on cloud. Yeah, like it, it was very sluggish. And now, I'm not. It's not a. It's not even because of the PS5. I think the PS4 Pro ma, uh, update made it play the way it does. But it feels like you're playing the Scholar of the First Sin deals. Uh, remake thing Mm -hmm. because i was like wow this feels so fast and not like like you're on weights the whole time Mm -hmm. and 
And so things like that to me matter, but like something like Uncharted or whatever, like if it was 60 frames or whatever, that's cool. But if it isn't, it doesn't bother me either. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's part of the reason why it doesn't bother me as much is because there's not that many games I play that require like Twitch reflexes or whatever fucking yeah. term you want to use. Like up and like stuff like Halo and that, that kind of stuff matters. I even think games like Hitman, it, it, it also matters too. I saw a fucking, um, I saw a meme that was like, I paid $3,000 for this rig just to have a 0.21 KDA or whatever. <laughs> and that's essentially it. Like, yeah, like I play it fucking 144 hertz and all these competitive ass games and stuff. But motherfucker, I'm still like silver fucking gold ELO in league. You know, I'm still like, I never got past like fucking diamond and overwatch or whatever. It was because mm-hmm. there's, there's so many people again, dude, that like motherfuckers, are just playing like unranked or just fucking like low elo is shit in these games. Yeah. And they're, they're like just talking mad about like, Oh, I need a one millisecond monitor. I need this. I need this. No, dude, 60, 60 frames just looks so fucking pleasing to the eye. Mm -hmm. I don't need it for any like high elo shit because I'm just not at that fucking level. And I don't have the fucking reflexes that I did when I was fucking 16. So um, it's to me, it's just a completely one. It's a completely just pleasing thing to the eye. Yeah. And it's the fucking standard, you know, like I'm not going to bitch about cyber shadows graphics because it's a throwback to retro shit. But if your game is fucking $60 and it's supposed to be this beautiful fucking crazy game up to the standards of, uh, the, the year and whatnot, then goddamn, like, why is it 30 frames? I mean, every day, like things like with technology, like, that is just going to be the standard uh, eventually, or it should be all the time. Mm-hmm. Like like when we played Bloodborne on the PS5, I was like, bro, why isn't this running the way it should be? And I think it's because they like, you know, we were talking about how they're probably going to just remake the game one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so but, why but, optimize but, it But up? that should be optimized now. Yeah. Like Dark Souls 3 is, and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you can fucking tell, like playing Dark Souls 3 and going back to Bloodborne, I'm like, whoa. You know, mm-hmm. it's so weird to think about how that's some, like, oh, my God, I sound so fucking old. But uh, so I was looking at um, you guys. Do you guys ever play that X-Men game that was on the Sega Genesis? The first one? I'm sure I did because I had Sega Channel. That's fair. There was like a, there was a few of them. Um, but the first one was and most of them were bad. Um, but the first one is like insanely hard. Was it the it wasn't a fighting game, right? It was the it wasn't game. a fighting game. It was a, it, it, was, like, it was a it was side like a Ninja Turtles. Game. Yeah, yeah, right? side yeah. scrolling one. Um, wasn't it called X Bar Arcade? Uh, no, that's that's just the arcade like side scrolling beat 'em up. This one is a side scrolling like action platformer, mm-hmm. and it was just oh. just called X Men. Uh, I think maybe X Men Mega Drive. I've in seen here. I've seen the game. You have definitely yeah. seen it, and you've probably played it. There was a sequel and then a Spider Man crossover. Um, but. The game, like, it's, that game was, like, so insanely hard, mostly because, like, the actual window that you have is pretty small, and the mm-hmm. enemy placement for when you're moving from screen to screen, like, you just dive into shitty people or whatever. Um, but I was thinking about that, and um, how it was, like, oh, that, like, never bothered me when I was a kid, because I just didn't understand why that was, like, bad design or whatever. Mm-hmm. And thinking about how, like, you just, I just, you just accepted so much, and, like, uh, the game was the game. No matter what. You bought it, the game was the game, you had zero complaints. And now... Because things move so fast, like for like Bloodborne, when it first came out, like it's just like perfect thing, perfect entity to so many people. But thinking about now, it's like 
Oh, why the fuck haven't they updated it? Why the fuck haven't they done they this? Sell that why the fuck haven't they done this, then this, then this? And it's just weird to me to think about how that's even a factor in thinking now. That's a good point. Um, but because also on one hand, I want to be like, well, like when you first said that, I was like, why is he complaining? Like it doesn't make any sense. But it's just like that is the standard. The that norm. that is what you expect. And anytime someone doesn't do that now, it does feel kind of anti-consumer. You know, you know what I think, and I think it's fucking crazy because it might have a thing with the do to do with the fact that the previous generation consoles, the Xbox One and the PS4, launched underpowered as they were, mm-hmm. so that when they find that when games developed for them, the consoles finally caught up to speed, and they were like, "Oh, now we can do sixty frames at fucking fourteen forty or ten eighty or whatever the fuck." Yeah, those consoles they were like, at an uphill. They were oh. like, "Oh, well, now we can update the game and sell it again." And that's what that there's that Bloodborne remaster, dude. It's gonna be fucking sixty dollars. And the reason Just wait. the yes, reason why you know I mentioned the Bloodborne thing is because when that same company is doing the same treatment for everything Every else, game. that's what makes me be like. Okay, then where's the Bloodborne one? Because that's yeah. the that's it's the, the top yep. to me. No, yeah, for a lot of people. And too. like, and, and I and I totally understand that. It's just, like I said, it's just weird to think about it that way now. But yeah. uh, you know, the world's not the same as it was when I was eight years old. Man. Yeah, and even then, like um, certain games and stuff that did come out, like I thought Grand Theft Auto Five came out on the 360, right? Mm-hmm. It, it didn't come out for next gen first. Um, it came out right before those consoles. It's like ten years old. And almost. then it was fucking. Xbox One, PS4 release, then probably remastered versions and all that shit and updates to them, and now we have PS5 and Series X. And that's another thing, dude. The fact that the Series X, the case looks exactly the same, and the controller is 99% the same. Like, yeah, it's a great controller. D-pad's cooler. The D-pad's cooler. There's some grip in certain places, but dude, like, I don't feel like I'm buying something new. Like, there was nothing fucking cooler than getting a GameCube and getting like these smaller discs and yeah. this new controller from the 64. And that, it was so fucking cool, dude. And that goes back to what I was saying, where it's like the little things still matter to me. Uh, and a lot of people like that, like that kind of feeling. It absolutely where, matters. You know, and, yeah. and like maybe, you know, and I could be wrong, I'm just assuming here, but like that's not the focus for them. For Xbox. Oh, it's absolutely not. It's crazy to see that because I feel like last gen stuff like that wasn't the focus for Xbox or for Sony. Mm hmm. And it's kind of always the focus for Nintendo. Yep. At well, some point, like there's always like some sort of redesign, some sort of unique thing. But to see Sony also adapt to that now, and like let's make like an actual next gen controller. Let's re let's let's rethink the brand. Yeah. Well, they like, had to because you know like Xbox is going one direction, Nintendo has their direction. Like PlayStation's like. We want to be a game console still. Yeah, for sure. And and PS4 era was very like a lot of really good games came out, but it was kind of a gray. It was gray, you know. Like there was not like like yeah. they they launched at an uphill battle already. They were like kind of already underpowered. It was just like like we just got it because this is what it was, you know. And yeah. then I, and the PS5 now that I'm like okay, they need to do something that makes people still want to play games at home and do stuff uh, make it more immersive like the controller and all that stuff and them doing the vr they want to be like it's like a nintendo thing like you're saying oh yeah for sure and i I, it just but it seems like to me that that's proof that that's something that you as a game company that you have to do to Mm -hmm. maintain attention and it's weird to see microsoft like at the very tail end of the xbox one generation make some big moves as far as buying developers and trying to like refocus on being on like the game division of their company and then have the series x come out and it just seemed like there's n- there's 
there were signs of all this evolution, and then it's like, oh, there's actually none. Yeah. At least it feels that way right now. I mean, you know, it's, a lot just, of, it's a sleeping giant because... Yeah, a lot of the tech and advancements are, like, under the hood, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's there, and they wanted to get it out because, like, th- like theoretically, I mean, and historically, the console that releases latest doesn't do, like, the best and shit, and they were already fighting such a fucking battle. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, like, all these things working against them, them acquiring Zenimax was... Like, that was the single best thing they could have ever done because the biggest scrutinizing factor of Microsoft was their lack of single-player narrative adventure-based games. That's what Sony is so strong for and stuff. So them acquiring ZeniMax, that, I I can't fucking wait, dude. In a year or two, like, whenever all that shit starts to play out. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, again, like, it is, like, a, a hell of a lot more powerful than the fucking PS5 it's going to fucking start to have like an effect and they might do like a ps5 pro and they might fucking ride all that shit and that's going to get annoying because it's like damn we just bought this is that going to be the new norm like the switch is doing it now is, is that a rumor was, was that it's still a rumor it's hard to not believe that'll happen because they already did it with 3ds yeah you know so they've already multiple proved, times well yeah but there was an actual like 3ds pro essentially okay. the new 3ds yep and there were games that could only play on that. Normally, it was just a hardware, like a, like a cosmetic revision. This mm-hmm. was actual, like new processors, new new capabilities, like a C stick that didn't even exist on the on the initial one. There were some games like that. that would not play on the regular one, like Minecraft. Minecraft. And, um, was that was uh, it the a... Zeno the Xenoblade Chronicles? Yeah. And then there were a few games like, po- like uh, the most the last couple of Pokemon's mm-hmm. that came out for you could play them on an old 3ds, but they ran like shit by comparison to playing them on a new one. So they've already proven that they will do it. Yeah. And I, I feel like it definitely will happen. And it def- it pisses me off because I don't... Part of why I buy a console is because I don't want to fucking upgrade like it would be with a fucking yep. PC. I mean, they, they soft rebooted the uh, the batteries on those things without actually like, on the Switch, making yeah. them cosmetically. Like there's a, there's a little number on the back. It's like, oh, it's like back in the day when people were like, what PSP do you have? 1,000 or whatever? Yeah. They have the same thing with the Switch. That yeah. has a stronger battery, but no, it's not been a public thing. Yeah. If you go to buy a Switch and it comes in the old white box, do not buy it. Buy the one in the red box. Okay, that's got so a nine hour like- battery. How crazy! How many fucking variations of the PS3 were there? There oh was God. a big one. There was a slim, and then there was a really, really slim one. No, There's... I'm talking about like the different hard drives that allowed you because the 60 gig would was backwards oh, compatible. Yeah, no, 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 there was a 20 gig PS3 too. Yeah, that yeah, was that, barely, launched that... with 60 and 20 gig uh-huh. models, right? Yeah, I believe there might have been a 41. And uh, the 60 gig was the only one that was backwards compatible. 60 and before. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, but then when they then it, like you said yeah the same thing it looks exactly the same that's so fucking but crazy. the but the little lat the, the the latch didn't open on the one that's not backwards compatible yeah. that yeah. has like all the little uh, USB ports or whatever um, but yeah there was a bunch of those the only other thing I, I could fucking remember of was that was I remember in um, the, the original Xbox there were three different hard drives that it came from mm-hmm. that it just randomly came with you couldn't buy a specific box or a specific model but like uh, there was like Panasonic I believe the Samsung hard drive was the best I want to say and it had like two circles in the disc tray and then like that was the best one that modders wanted because it was like the most efficient and like fastest and shit. Man, I had like that. no idea about this. There was a there was, was a... Fu- I I was really into modding culture on the original Xbox without um being able to mod it. Like I started looking yeah. into like soldering mod chips and all this stuff, and it was just too much for myself at that time. But um I remember looking at pictures of dudes like taking this like 
mill machine that they this like twenty thousand. I'm like looking up what the fuck can I make holes in my Xbox for? Because he cut like holes in his Xbox hardware and installed LEDs in the chips so it could like glow green and shit like that whenever he turned it on. Stuff like that was so fucking crazy. Yeah, but it's yeah, like that customizing was when, a PC. Yeah, exactly. It you is just like cut it up and shit. You take it, take the drill to it. I always want to get back into that because I was like the same, like a very similar. I was the first mod. I ever did. I guess it was a hardware mod. Yeah. Was uh I wanted to play I was so into Dragon Ball Z, I wanted to play Dragon Ball Z games and there weren't any English ones, so mm-hmm. I imported a couple uh off of some site. PS1 for, stuff? For PS1. Yeah, and yeah, there's and a lot I, of Japanese PS1. And so I bought like uh so I don't know what the fuck it was called. I think they went into one of those back expansion ports you had no idea what they did mm-hmm. that tricked it into thinking that it was a uh, Japanese it was like the PlayStation, the Korean like PS2 thing. You put it in the uh, memory card port, and it becomes like you can like play burned games. Yeah, it was, it was the same kind of thing. And you also had to put a little spring into it to keep the disc tray open the whole time. Yeah, to, remember, yeah. For other weird shit like that, but crazy. like I did that, and then when the PSP came out, you know, that was like obviously a like if you were into like modding or especially soft that, modding, that was a that's dream the system. Pig. That's the ultimate guinea yeah, pig. And I was an I was so into thing. that. I was also hacking my my original sidekick. At the time, to put nice. like crazy shit on there and everything. I don't know what made me just like fall out of that completely, but I always want to give. I want to mod my Switch so bad sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to. I want to steal so much intellectual property. <laughs> you could play all these games before they even come out. Like I know I could, but because I, I, I've been thinking about the massive collection of Switch games that I have and how many of them I actually played all the way through, or even like forty percent through. It's not that many. I'm like, oh, I should have stole this shit. The, the thing with me, though, like, and, and this is purely psychological, but like, if I did that, I would probably not play any of them because, like, yeah, there's just, it, yeah, you know, like when you like walk into an Assassin's Creed game and mm-hmm. you hit the map and there's like a trillion like markers objectives. and shit, and you're just like, I'm going to play Mario, like, that, or whatever. Cause like that, that's what would happen to me. That is what ends up happening. I don't know if you remember, like, around the time you joined Vatican, I had. I got a new PSP that I that was already soft modded, and I had like yeah a, you had like Mario yeah N sixty four yeah I had there. a ton of shit on there and uh but it was definitely like an option paralysis kind of thing because I had like seven hundred games yep. and I would scroll through and I would play Rise Star for four minutes and I would play a, a Crash game for four minutes and then the, yeah. I would shut it off and take a nap and then I would get up and then I would play Rise Star for four minutes and I would shut it off and that's yeah. just that's I mean, the chain. The older I get, I, that's one thing I'm noticing more and more about myself is that like I'm like it happens with movies and stuff. Like there's all these streaming apps, but I was like, I'm just gonna go to the store and buy the Blu-rays of the movies I want to see. Yeah. And 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 um you know that was one thing where like the brief time period where I did play a lot of computer games. It'd be like, bro, did you see the Steam sale? Uh, Hitman's $1. I'm like, but look I'm going to buy it, but I ain't going to play it. Yeah, look at everybody. Every PC gamer's Steam library. Oh, yeah. I have it like 200 amazing. games. Yeah, it looks incredible <laughs> when you ask I how you played, played it. probably a third of them. We yeah. talk, well, you talk about that all the time. If you're like, the Steam side just got blah, 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 blah. Or you used to talk about all the time. Like, oh, sick. And like a month later, like, Bert, did you play that? And nope. you're literally like, why the fuck would it? That wasn't the point of buying it. <laughs> It was just tell you that yeah. I bought it. I'm the same way, though, with uh, eShop sales on the Switch, oh, though. Yeah. I have so many, even great games like, man, Hollow Knight, I should definitely play it. Got it for five bucks. Oh, I hate Haven't played haven't it. Played Bastion, that. played it for nine minutes. Great nine minutes. I think I also played Bastion for nine minutes. It's fucked up that I bought games like that on like sales there and barely played them, and then a game called Suicide Guy. Yep. 
where you just go into <laughs> dreams and try to kill yourself in weird creative ways. I played that for like two hours and didn't enjoy any moment yeah. of it. Yeah, I played Bastion and Transistor for about nine minutes. Loved the nine minutes a piece. Haven't played Fury. Played Hades mm-hmm. for nine minutes and fucking refunded it. Damn, that's great. Okay, so oh, I, I want to talk. I really want to talk PS Five in a second, but just to talk Hades, mm-hmm. it's like the only game since the bats came into my head that I've nice. actively played, and I fucking love it. And it bums me out that you don't like it. I, I but I think I can understand. I. Can yeah, get it, why it you don't like it. Yeah, I, I don't have like a specific reason or anything why I don't like it. It's just that overload of goddamn. There's so many fucking games to get into and play. I okay. I I'm getting really sick of procedural generation. Yeah, and that's, that's becoming oh, yeah. like a fucking thing for me. And I like I, I respect the fuck out of video game developers that can make it unique. And Hades looks beautiful. And it like, I'm watch. I watch a lot of people stream it and it looks and plays fucking wonderfully. Yeah. You love it, you know, and we can't get you to love a lot of games just like me. So it's literally like I, I went and uh, no man's sky was on game pass. And we've been talking recently about like going back to that since they updated and shit got on no man's sky, played it for two hours. I was like, this is still just, procedurally generated shit that i don't feel like fucking getting into yeah it's 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 like a niche thing for some people that was one of the things that's what i thought i was going to hate about it because someone someone's like it's procedural generation and it's a roguelike but it's heavily i hear that shit i'm like oh fuck that yeah but then it locks you when i realized it had a good like it had a narrative that was actually interesting yeah because roguelikes have a fucking hard time doing something like that and it doesn't reset it continues the whole time dying Mm -hmm. is a part of that story Mm mm-hmm uh, I was like, the story is not as great as I thought it would be, and it doesn't hook me as much as I thought it would, but it is still enough. And I and the procedural generation after you play it for a while, like it is there, but every area is still pretty predictable. You know, you're going to see certain things in mm-hmm. every different section and whatnot. And like the weapon variety is cool enough and whatever. But goddamn, that is a great fucking game. It looks so good. It sounds so you, fucking. Did, cool. Is it done? No, I got to. Uh, I got to the last boss while we were playing or while you and I were working on a demo and then I died because I was getting distracted trying to think about a suggestion for a part to you and I got in my own head and then after died I got unreason I don't know if you noticed this I got unreasonably upset mm. and almost screamed at you because I was so <laughs> fucking mad this is li- okay this is like the level of like idiocy that goes on in my head sometimes is you and I are working on something productive and uh something that we should be doing and you have done absolutely nothing wrong, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here playing my game, and I die. And the first the the first thing that comes to my mind is how can I blame this on someone else? How can I make it not my fault? And how can I just get really angry right now? You can tell that Tom just started playing hard games. Yeah, <laughs> but then I'll turn him. But this happens with me like every day. Like how can I just blame some other motherfucker? And I have to be like. And I almost started screaming. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why would I do this? Yeah. And I had to like be quiet and center myself for a minute. Dude, this is why you need to get back on Bloodborne, dude. I know. That's another thing is I finally actually gave a Souls game, a Souls-like game, a real chance. And it's awesome. And yeah. I love it. But I just don't have like, I feel like I don't have the motivation to put t- real time into a game right now. That's another reason I play Hades is like, if you do a run, up and it takes a max thing. of like 25 to 45 minutes. Yep. And I, I'll play it for a few minutes in bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though I'm not like, 
I'm not that busy right now. I feel like I don't have the time. There's pressure everywhere for a game. Yeah, you know, like, to do stuff. I, dude. I mean, like when I was living at the last place um, before this one, every time I sat down, I felt like I had to like only play for this amount of time and get up. Yeah, I mean that's literally how I feel. I feel like I have to go do something else that's more important, even if I don't actually have an option to do it, that. It's got it's gone away for me, so I know that that's just a temporary thing. You'll yeah, have for sure. As well, and you know, else being the space you're in has a lot to do with it too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like Bert, if you, you know when you play and you get on Discord with your friends, like that's like not a ten minute thing. No, you know? like, it's like like an like, eight hour thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like these are these are things that are planned. Like you know, your day has. It needs time for that thing, you mm-hmm. know? So, like, you know, being in your space, sometimes you're like, I want to do the eight-hour thing, but, like, there's all this shit around me, and it's, like, subtly distracting, and you feel I mean, like it's can't. it's cool in my situation because, like, my room now is so small that, like, when I got up, I turned my computer on, I saw everybody was on Discord, I just hopped in, and, like, I can put my headphones on, listen to music, and I was, like, cleaning my room, doing schoolwork and all this stuff, and... My mic like is uh, sensitive enough that I can talk to them from anywhere in the room. Yeah, and you're just chilling with your friends. And today it was like a ten minute thing, so you can like hop in and out. But yeah, if you get like they, some of them can. Some of them can like, yo, let's play a game real quick before I gotta go to work. But dude, I'm not getting on league or fucking anything else unless like I've got time to. Like just, this, like, go this is like it. shifts. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, and and I've been doing more shift style like game gaming too ever since I got the room set up and mm-hmm. hitman 3 came out like the other day i didn't even mean to do this but i straight up like woke up did my normal routine and then i just like i probably have shit to do today but i'm literally just gonna play and i i was playing for like four or five hours yeah mm-hmm. and I'll, so and you I, did one level yes <laughs> I, well <laughs> oh i know i didn't it, even it fin- i didn't even beat the challenge i yeah. was doing <laughs> <laughs> oh it's been so hot okay let's Let's talk PS5 stuff and go through some individual games. Okay. Because I want to, I really want to get to Hitman. Okay. Um, but we're forty-five minutes in, and we haven't focused. That's on it. Anything. Yeah. I thought we were so much further. Oh, I thought we were almost done. I'm yeah. hungry. <laughs> I thought I didn't have to talk to any of these motherfuckers. Uh, what anymore. are we getting for food? What oh my food? god, I can't wait to eat in a little bit. Um. Okay. So, Demon Souls remake. Mm-hmm. For some people, probably like the mo- like for them, it's like the launch game. I would yep. I would say for a lot of guys. Um. How I, I didn't play Demon Souls, and you were talking about like for a lot of people this is going to be their first experience, and mm-hmm. ha ha, fuck them. Yep. That sucks for them, especially Grotto. I saw him get fucking burned trying mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about it? Is it is it better? Is it worse? Is it a worthy next gen thing? Explain it to me. Bert's played a lot more of it than I have. Yeah, I've um, just played. That is fair. He's just been playing my uh, on my PS5, yeah. and he's he we literally he was literally just playing it right before we got on here. Um, for me, being a big fan of the one on the PS3, like visually and everything, it it is literally like a technical improvement on all the all the aspects of it. Yeah. The only thing that I find that kind of lacking a little bit is like that like from software vibe. Mm-hmm. to me like the is that something that happens to you like it's it's like it's sick and it plays awesome but there's that like that from software element that's kind of missing i think you might be talking about just how like rough around the edges it was because it is like so smooth now and so pretty and brighter and different things that like it's it's just so what i loved about demon souls was is like Dark Souls was available to everybody and it got remastered and everything like that. And it was Dark Souls was 
for lack of better terms, like much more accessible to people. Like as much of a brute fucking um, ass beater as Dark Souls was, like Demon Souls was like the ultimate fucking Souls game because you had to go and seek it out. Yeah. Like it was only available on the PS3. It wasn't backwards compatible anywhere. You had to play it on old hardware. You had to go borrow somebody's shit that you probably weren't comfortable with. Your friends probably weren't online to fucking talk to you and all this shit. It's like Metal Gear Solid 4. Only those two games like on the PS3 only. Yeah. So if you wanted to play that these days, like you had to fucking go get your PS3, do all that shit, get on this ancient thing. It was a very... Because Demon Souls is extremely just cold and lonely fucking experience. And that was what made that so perfect. And I do think what you're talking about, that From Software vibe, because it was remixed by Bluepoint. Yeah. It's like, Demon Souls was so rough and so fucking, like, um, like just fucking... Uh, just raw. Raw, yeah, yeah. Like, shit like that. Very visceral game. Yeah. And um, it's very pretty now. It runs fucking beautifully. It feels amazing. The sound is crazy cool. There's a lot of little things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a beautiful fucking uh, game through and through. And it just it feels a lot more inviting than the original did. But it is, I mean, it is very a very worthy fucking remake, obviously. The gameplay and everything is still there. The character design is still on point. Um, and they didn't fucking, to my knowledge, they didn't change like a goddamn thing to make it any more accessible or mm-hmm. fucking uh, easier on people and that, shit. That was one thing the the develop like the lead guy that would speak for the studio or whatever. Mm-hmm. He said that like not one thing as far as like AI design mm-hmm. uh, or like anything that's it. They actually carried the same file like data over. Okay. So it's completely just a audio and visual boost, like a step up. And the, the way the game plays physically has not changed at all. Yeah. When you say the from soft, like it doesn't have the from software edge vibe. What that made me think of initially was at least graphically. I don't. I don't know. Lore wise, I'm not gonna speculate on that. But just looking at it. It almost doesn't feel dirty enough to me. Yeah. Like it yeah. like you said, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. But some of the stuff I'm looking at, I'm like, that it it almost makes me think of when Nintendo was making everything have like a shiny gloss so it looked like a toy. Like everything the everything looked era. glazed. Yeah. And so I feel like there's a layer of delicious Krispy Kreme. Hot out of the oh God, we should go there. It's uh, true. At, that, like, that, I, I, I agree on with top you. of everything, especially Anything with like a red hue to it yep. in the game. Like Bert's that, character. <laughs> like Bert's character, a couple of creatures. And yep. that that was one thing that kind of bummed me out looking at it was especially after playing Bloodborne. And Bloodborne and Sekiro being the only ones that I have any real time to do. Bloodborne is just a disgusting looking. Yeah, game. it's gnarly. That's it, the it's, term. It's very intentional for it to for everything about it to be oppressive, visceral, gnarly, it's disgusting, gooey and shit. Yeah. Um and part of that comes from the Lovecraft thing. And it's it was kind of a bummer to not have that element there, but also I didn't know if that was an element in the initial in the original one because I played the original Demon Souls for eight minutes at a friend's house and went no, I no, mean, it, it, it doesn't have that element in, okay. in in the original either. But it, I mean, like I guess the I guess the like because both games are extremely polished because that's the kind of style they've always gone for. Like that gameplay is polished and that's why people see it as it is for a certain reason. Yeah. But it's the type of polish. I hope that makes sense. It's like 
One is like so fucking polished, like the ultimate car wash. And then the other one is really polished, but like you you washed the car. I don't okay. know how to, I don't know how to explain it otherwise. Like you can still both get a very clean car and it perfect looking to your eyes, but one is just going to be obviously be like, "Oh, you went to the uh to the, you know, the the business that did it." Yeah. versus where you went in your driveway and got it as polished as you could do it. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Hosian's a real DIY motherfucker now. Yep. <laughs> Respect. With 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 that being said, like I like the from software vibe where you feel like you washed your car. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I love that. That yeah. makes complete sense. I hope that makes sense to people listening. It does. Um all right. Like you know, you don't have when you go when you wash your car, <laughs> you don't have the thing that spins around and like that's like <laughs> maybe you don't. Well, yeah. I'm rich. But but but, I'm but, but but all you have at your house in your garage is the big yellow sponge. Yeah. And then like the little things that you know, you don't have the really hot shit or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like but they're both extremely polished. Just the the, the kind of style of polish that I like from those games is like the more like DIY-ish one. Yeah, okay. I actually think that's a very good metaphor for that. Cool. Um Okay, so Team and Souls, twenty out of ten, sick. Uh, Nobody are going to talk about Cyberpunk though. No, we're getting there. We're getting there. Sit down, sit down, sit down. <laughs> Spider Man, who's who's played it all the way through? I've I only played it to watch the uh, ray tracing and effect, and then I put it down. I okay, it. you beat it all the way. I played over Christmas while I was here, probably about an hour and a half or two hours of it. I liked it a lot, but then I went, I can't emotionally handle a story about love right now because I'm mm-hmm. sad. Well, so then you should still play it, though. Oh, I'll fucking play. Oh, does does she die? Um, Easy. <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil anything, but like, to me, there is no romance. Element. Fair enough. It just vibed like that for a minute. I look. It it felt like that, but uh, maybe it's people's. You know, everyone plays it differently. But like, I didn't get that vibe. I mean, I have I have a good bit of complaints of that game. Okay. Uh, um, Give me non story spoiler complaints. Um, because I liked everything that I played except for the fact that it still felt like I was going to fight hordes of generic morons. Well, most first of, the time. of all, like Miles, the way he plays is really cool. One thing that people will uh, notice is that there's no counterattack button like they're like Peter Parker has. Um, so like it's very dodge based, um, and you know more stuff like that instead of like pressing triangle or uh, whatever the you know counterattack yeah. button is. Um, that's cool. He's he. I like the way he moves. He's it's more nimble. The way that they like kind of like beefed up the game. Like the swinging feels better than the first game does. Uh, um, but everything that surrounds that to me felt very generic. On a point of like them purposefully holding back because they want to save the really good shit for like the real sequel. Yeah. So like the enemy designs there, you fight. You have to fight two different like factions. And both of them look like Destiny characters. They do. the The blue guys really, really. And and it's, gave it's me just that. a bummer, dude. Because I was like, thank God it's kind of a short DLC thing or a feeling game. Because like, by the end of it, I was like, holy shit, dude! I'm fucking sick of like one corporate company that has like the bazookas and the other one that has like these like, like like power fists or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, this just feels, you know. Very lazy. I think that was the issue for me um, from what I played for a little bit outside of the bats being in my head um, was 
especially as like a a very big fan of comics. Yeah. And like Miles Morales when he came out when Ultimate Spider Man was a thing, mm-hmm. like that shit was like, you know, I was I loved that. Yeah. Um, that was the books written for people my age at the time, the Bendis stuff, and um, seeing his story just be another like corporate thing, especially with the rocks on a, a thing that I don't care about. Nor knowing that like what, the best part about the initial uh, the original Spider-Man game is him having the one-on-one moments with his old with big bads, you know, mm-hmm. not the big group fucking annoying fights. Yeah. And knowing that once again this game was going to be more and more of that. Well, yeah, that's another part of the complaints I have about like Miles like, you know, coming face to face with some of like the iconic villains and stuff like that. Like I wouldn't you know, not uh, this isn't a spoiler to me, but like, just don't expect that shit. I know. Well, as you soon know. as I realized, it's like, oh, we got like Rhino at the beginning, and someone explained some other stuff to me about some story stuff. I was like, oh, okay, they are it. This is like going to be totally inconsequential. Yeah. To the plot, like overall, I feel like to the overall narrative of the game. The thing they did really well was capture the essence and the vibe of like Miles. Like there is a very big difference when you play that uh, as Miles is when you play Peter. Yeah, and like they did that cool stuff that surrounds the character. They did him justice, you know, like the okay. whole like um, Hispanic vibe and like the hip hop shit and and like that kind of like not really perfect web swinging. He's still kind of like sloppy ish, yeah, or just more different, I guess you could say. Yes, um, and and his dynamics with his like parent his mom and his friends and and it is it, it, i really like that stuff at the beginning it's cool it's they do they do a really good job of that it's the it's just like the the core like gameplay of it all where i'm like they have to fight these like big corporate guys with guns again it's just like come on dude yeah i think i'm getting over that loop did you guys like how they made peter parker look i thought that shit was stupid as fuck I didn't actually see it. It was a weird. Oh, they, it was. It they was tried to make him thing. look more like Tom Holland than how he did in the initial game. Oh, I did hear people complain. Try to make him look younger. That. He it just was weird. he just looks more like instead of a father figure to Miles, he looks more like a peer. Why didn't they just go with the Wonderverse, Peter? I thought that was pretty decent. I think they're just. I think it was just to try to. Did I say Wonderverse? You did say Wonderverse. The Spider Verse, Peter. Oh, <laughs> Wonderverse. Yeah. Uh, uh that would have been cool. I think they just wanted. The same as with the Avengers game, they wanted to try to get closer to the MCU as they legally could without actually paying for someone's likeness. That makes sense. Um, and I just thought he looked goofy as fuck. I liked I liked how he looked in the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Astrobot. Y'all want to talk about Astrobot? Ah, kind of. Or did, we already talked about it. It was a great fucking game. Good, good, that, good, that best pa- best pack in since uh, Wii Sports. Yeah, like if, if your parents didn't have any fucking money for a game like Little Bert in 2001 when they went and bought Bert a PS2 because he got into a fight at the get-together with all the friends and he was the little brother, so everybody was like, oh, it's easiest to make him out to be the little asshole. Um, so I, my parents picked me up, went and bought me a PS2, and then I was like, does it come with a game? And the woman was like, no, it comes with one controller but no game. And my dad looked at me, he's like, I'm not buying a game today. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's okay. It's cool to just have the console, you know? And um, it's really cool that they included Astrobot for people like that. Mm-hmm. Makes me fucking, I'm going to start it, crying it, right now. If you're a fan, Damn, dude. <laughs> yeah. Respect. Respect, cool. for, respect for open. I actually get that though because when I first got my PlayStation, um, 
the only thing I had was the demo disc that shipped with it. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I played... Parappa the Rapper, Paul, the Paul Rapper the Rapper, the first level, the Jet Moto Two demo over and over again. Was Armor Some, Core on that one? No, Armor Core wasn't on mine. Some cube based IQ shooter, yeah, that. Um, Maybe, like, are, oh, are we talking about the wrong thing? Are we talking uh, about IQ was like a puzzle game where you had to run across? This a wasn't. This was, was like a Catherine. This thing. was like Got a side-scrolling shooter yep. in a rotating cube. Gotcha. Okay. Um, because this was also demo before Dual Shocks, uh-huh. so. Still mostly 2D-ish stuff. Yeah. Um, or 2.5D style stuff. Uh, but that... And then when I first got my PlayStation, the only game I ha- we had was the fucking NASCAR thing that I told you about <laughs> the other day. And it's just like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? So having like a cool pack-in... It's huge. It's so cool. Especially one that is a game... Like you said, a game. A video... When I think video games, I think platformers. That's yep. a video game to me. And Astrobot is not only just like, to me, like a quintessential video game... But a great game. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. It's so fun. It has all fun. these little details for the controller. And if you, you wanted, if you wanted more platforming, uh, Sackboy was also really cool. Yeah, um, and that beautiful play- walk down, um, like nostalgia. And shit. Oh, and in Astro Boy. Yeah, totally. And, and Sackboy plays a lot like uh, the Wii U Mario uh, 3D. Yeah, whatever. 3D uh, World. Yeah. Um, so if you like that, you could, and that's cool because that one was four players. So if you had like a whole squad of people mm-hmm. with uh, eighty dollar controllers, uh, you could um, <laughs> you could do that, and that was really fun because we played a lot of that, and that was that was yeah. really cool, and the soundtrack was really fun and stuff like that. Um, so I, if you if you want to do more platform and stuff, then it was cool to see them two. launch with like some kid like some fun kid stuff. And it's cool to see Zach Boy back in like the front, yeah, again. Um, and it was it. It's not like Little Big Planet where you make your own levels, but it is fun levels. Yeah. Um, so that's a good multiplayer game. So they did a multiplayer game too. So that's cool. Yeah. What else is dropped? Okay, let's let's do the cyber because I want to talk Hitman too. But yeah. let's let's do fucking Cyberpunk while we're here. God. So Cyberpunk, not really PS five, not really not next gen, not really any gen, not really a game. <laughs> I would say a more, lot of people more, more would of, disagree. More of just a fun a fun little meme for should've, all of us to enjoy i am clipping this fucking ball. mic so hard screaming about cyberpunk <laughs> um fuck that okay so i didn't play that game yeah I, I watched bert put a penis on someone yeah day, and i mean i've watched you guys both play bert so. played a lot more than me yeah you i did. played i played a good bit talk um, about so bert, you had a p you had the playstation experience here and the pc experience. yeah well he had like i watched him do the piece ps5 experience okay. but like so on the pc you know, I started up and uh, I fucking, I'm like in character creation and I always make like a fucking chick when I'm playing games that give me character customization just because I would rather look at a fucking chick than a dude. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm i making, you know, like it's just showing my face and I'm making the face, making this, making that. And then you go to like select like fucking arms or some bullshit some some weird option and then it just zooms out and there's just like tits and a vagina in front of you just without warning i was like that is crazy because a lot of games don't go too crazy on that shit so you okay now we can change and that was like a fucking other thing is like you know for the fucking perverts out there a lot of games some (laughs) games give you the option for tit size and stuff this game went balls yep (laughs) <laughs> it went balls deep, dude. So you could change nipple size, you could change tit size, and then I go down, I go down, I go down. And then finally it gets to the fact that you can fucking put a penis, circumcised or not, small, medium, or large, 
on your female character. I was like, this is it, dude. Like, they're finally doing things out of the fucking ordinary. And I was like, dude, I've, I mean, you just got to do it. You got to see what cra- wild and crazy things can fucking get. Uh, What's life without risk? Right? Exactly. <laughs> so I did that. And uh, that, that then it begun. Oh, so my the, the bugs started in character creation. Because when I was using the controller, I would keep going down. And randomly, it would just shoot my selection back to the top of the screen. And uh, go, go up, go up, go up, go up. And I had to switch the keyboard and mouse to finish character creation. So I was like, that's fine. That's not a big deal. Mm. And dude, from there, like, okay, so I would be in a cutscene and be in a very, very emotional cutscene where one of the characters is like dying and he goes to remove a chip out of his head, but he's also holding a pistol in his other hand. And the pistol then becomes the sprite that the fucking chip comes out of. So he goes to grab the chip and then the gun clips to inside of his head. So there's just a giant handgun sticking out of his head. That's awesome. He grabs the chip out and grabs the gun and then hands it to you. And it's not a chip. It's a fucking handgun. (laughs) Shit like that, dude. And that was constant. Like all these bugs that people are fucking showing and stuff like that. That is what it was. Like that is just straight. And this is on PC. Correct? PC, yeah. This is a fucking Good three thousand dollar PC. <laughs> and uh, so at least that frame rate. Looking. People doing T poses. So first off, like you can't play in third person. So all of this yeah. character customization and all this shit. A lot of times, I heard a big complaint was even in cutscenes and stuff when you go to um, play in fuck or like see your character. It's it doesn't fucking show up like it doesn't uh, appear like what you've customized your character for. Even if in character customization, you go completely naked when you get on a bike or get in a car. You know, I can't see my dick like it's it's just the fucking underwear. They put underwear back on your character. I'm like, why the fuck? Why even do that? Like if your guy wants to go pantless, let him go fucking pantless. So there was that. Um, they're like, so, okay, we're in the fucking world of ray tracing. This is the most hype game of an, in a long time. And you have a mirror in your bathroom and these motherfuckers, oh. you have to press a button to go into kind of like a cinematic or like a fucking select screen almost where you lean in and turn the mirror on so you can see your reflection just so they're like oh let's give them a way to see their character i guess you know it's like a trigger like like this yeah and then that. when you leave it the mirror turns off and you can't see a reflection or anything aka we couldn't stupid. develop the tech to- yeah, we, yeah we didn't know how to make fucking reflections a thing in this tiny little fucking safe house room basically where nothing else is needing to be loaded so there was that um, I, I, the best way I could describe the driving in the game is if you've ever been in a full body cast, that's the <laughs> absolute many people, best. Well, just think for a second, imagine what it feels like to be just as restricted and immobile as possible. And that is what driving in cyberpunk feels like. It is the stiffest fucking thing in the world. There's a really good, um, Meacham. Uh, sent me a video. There's such a good video about Grand Theft Auto Five versus Cyberpunk on like little details and stuff that aren't really like like these little details. You're supposed to create a living and breathing world, and these are the details that are gonna make that living and breathing. The fact that if I knock somebody off a pier into water on GTA Five, they're like, "Oh God damn it!" and then they start swimming back to mm-hmm. like their zone. They start swimming and walking back and being people again. If you knock somebody off a pier in Cyberpunk, 
they just drown. And then like, so a big thing, dude, like if I walk into a business and I shoot off a couple rounds or I start like killing people, everybody just hides, like raises their hands and they're like, ah, and ducks their head or whatever. So, um, somebody who knows a lot more about this, apparently like a big thing about the cyberpunk RPG was that it's supposed to be this like city and like post-apocalyptic utopia or whatever where everybody's like a really hardened motherfucker huge mm -hmm. into like gang violence or uh, associated with different gangs everybody in cyberpunk is a pussy you go to hijack a vehicle and every single character is like oh no i have a family or no i don't want to go home blah 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 and they put their hands up and they're all scared and you throw them out of their car or whatever every single there's no variation like in GTA, you know, a fucking, and like GTA's done the fucking legwork. They've done the hard shit. You're already copying so much of their fucking game and their like system, but you can't make different interactions with people. You can't make somebody like get pissed off and drive off or try to fight you or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so many things. I, I highly recommend those videos if anybody wants a good laugh. They just search GTA 5 versus Cyberpunk and it just shows the little tiny details and some of them not so tiny like the fact that you can be going 90 miles an hour in cyberpunk and then get out of the vehicle and then you just step out it's a single animation falling there is one animation for falling in cyberpunk and it has and no worry whether you're hit by a car or somebody fucking hits you with a bat or anything like that fuck that game dude i i got like i probably got like 10 hours in and then said, fuck it, and went and explored the entire map just so I saw what other parts of the game there were. Mm -hmm. And the game just gets worse and uglier. Like, it becomes this Mad Max shit out in the fucking barren desert where you're traveling, like, all over the place with a bunch of fucking uh, Mad Max, Thunderdome motherfucking gangs out there. And I just, Does that at least look cool over there? I've never been seen that it, far. It, okay, it does, but at the end of the day, like, ten feet in front of you will be a car that just pops in. Right. Or, like... It's not immersive you know, at all. No, you'll 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 be walking one direction, then you'll turn around, and all of a sudden there's somebody behind you that wasn't there a second ago. Then you turn around and they're gone again. You know, I like, saw a video of um, uh, somebody was shooting up like this club, right? Yeah, and it was like a, one of the private rooms, mm -hmm. and obviously like they, the the police gets involved or whatever. Some of them come to the door, you shoot them, whatever. You're you're like you're doing like a hold off, yeah. Hold off. Uh, and then next thing you know, you're in a room. You're by yourself in a room. The only door is the door that you can exit and enter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a cop shooting behind you now, shooting your back. Mm -hmm. And you turn around, and they're in the room all of a sudden. Yep. And then that just happened over and over again and over yeah, again. Yeah, the cops just appear 10 feet away from you. And they're like in the same room behind you when that's the only way they can come in and out. And I'm like, whoa. Yep. That's... That's not good. I've, I've been playing video games for 30 years, dude. There is no way you can fucking defend this shit and like say like, oh, it was a good game. Because yeah. there's a lot of people that are going up to bat for it. Like, oh, it's a really good game, blah, blah, blah. I'm oh, like, dude. The people that I know that have like gone through it all the way or so, you know, um, Jeff, for instance. Je yeah. He, he really, he's like, I really like the story. Yeah. And this is this is like this is what keeps me going. I really think it picks up. It gets like crazy and he's like this it's got me hooked in that. He talks about the crashes and all that stuff he does go through, but he was like I'm in it because I like the story. I would love to sit with him and get his opinion on that and hear. Also just to hear like y'all back and forth about it because Bert, are there any games that you've played where the story where that happened? The story got you through either 
working mechanics that you just didn't enjoy or broken mechanics that you persevered through because of narrative? I I do believe there has been. I could see that because I I judge game like it's shit is so make it or break it for me. Like people that have argued with me about video games know that like it takes the smallest thing in the world. And if we talk about Cyber Shadow, that's going to be a big one to just be like, dude, fuck this game. Yeah. Like I I don't want to fucking touch this thing again. It can be the smallest thing in the world. And I know that's like such a fucking niche thing. So like Cyberpunk. So about that, like the little bit of story missions I played when I got to fucking play and it wasn't just this dude fucking talking to me and wouldn't shut the fuck up. Like there's, to me, there's way too much talking in it. Okay. I got to a point in cyberpunk where, and so that's another big fucking problem with me in cyberpunk is that in, okay. So in borderlands, if a bad guy is like three levels above you, you're fuck have fun trying to kill them. They're going to do a shit ton of damage to you. Their health is going to be fucking insanely abnormal. I don't know what the algorithm is. I don't know what the fucking multipliers are, but it's fucking insane that if you're playing a co-op session and people are like two or three levels above you, you're now useless almost. Right. Cyberpunk. There was a mission that was like hard or very hard. So these missions, you can get like an extremely powerful sniper rifle. You can go perch up sneaking. So you get a multiplier for headshots and you can shoot a standard bad guy in the head yeah with this sniper rifle and you will do like five percent of his health or whatever and now everybody's on you and you die in like two hits uh this regular like gate guard on a very hard mission just standing fucking at a gate just hanging out mm-hmm. i roll up with a fucking giant fucking car and run him over at like 100 miles an hour five 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 percent health or whatever but if i go to a hard or a normal mission and do that oh it's instant kill they fucking die, you know, because they just got run over by a car. I cannot stand that. And I'm assuming there's... Because, okay, cyberpunk, we're in sci-fi world. Yeah. There could be a story, lore thing that explains why these people, like Stimpak, whatever. Yeah. They make there's, there's, Is there's there sh- anything like that that would explain why you could only do 5% damage in what then, should just kill a human. Yeah, that's and that's kind of where I'm at is like, I don't okay. understand the multipliers or something, but it's also like, it, that, that's why I brought up Borderlands. Borderlands is a good example because there are obviously power-ups, upgrades, and the cyberkinetics and everything that would explain that. But in Borderlands' case, two or three levels, it's strictly like to keep you within a certain zone. Got it. And just like in Cyberpunk, it's like one difficulty higher and you're at, like you're all of a sudden not allowed to do this part of the game yet. Right, right. Okay. They want you to do other shit because I got sick of dealing with the cutscenes and dealing with the fucking missions and stuff like that and listening to dialogue that wasn't as fleshed out as some of it because there's some scenes in Cyberpunk on the story missions that I did that were fucking fantastic. Whether they were very emotional, characters dealing with this, blah, blah, blah. There was one where like some medics come and pick up this uh, person that was dying or like about to die or whatever. And they called for some medications, which were the appropriate dosages for a code uh, patient in that scenario. So that was really cool. Like those little details are fucking fantastic. Sure. How come you can call for like a specific dose of dopamine, but you can't provide an animation for diving out of a car going a hundred miles an hour, you know? Because like, one only requires three seconds Quick of voice Googling, acting yeah. and another one is a lot, is a of, lot fucking, of code yeah that's the, a effort. lot of and, and clearly if anyone kept up with what went on 
but the leaks about what was happening at CD Projekt Red. Oh, like the crunch you, and everything? Yeah, you could have had 35 people or four or five people working on a solution to that problem, Bert, and none of them knew that the other person <laughs> was working on that solution, and then none of them ever figured out and didn't work together because everyone was like, it'll just fucking That's work out. That's fucking crazy, man. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. I don't know how deep you want to dive into that's that. Some but shit, that's some shit that you would that would you would expect from like a company's like first Ubisoft. game, <laughs> like a game like their first or like something like like very manufactured, rushed EA Madden type mm-hmm. game, but like a game that uh, a studio that's like show themselves as like, look, you pay attention to us now. Yeah, and then that happened. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I, I, you can absolutely make the case that the game, the storyline is very compelling, but like when this character in front of me is dying and I really care about this character and you've like shown him to be a big companion throughout the story Mm -hmm. and he has a fucking nine millimeter gun sticking out of his ear. I, I can't enjoy it. Like, so like the game is going to get patched to all hell and then they're going to fucking like play it, just play it then. But at the at the same like because I mean it needs like not only does it need to get patched it needs to get fucking finished because the driving was just God dude like I hated it I hated the driving some of the, I mean the side quest I legitimately had fun with I had fun with the side quest until basically I hadn't gone far enough in the story to make the side to like balance out the levels on the side quests and shit mm-hmm. yeah um so the cyberkinetic system the upgrade system all of that was amazing. Uh, it had so many really cool things done about it, but as far as playing the game and getting immersed in this crazy, beautiful night city, yeah, uh, I was just like, dude, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I would say it was worth the sixty dollars you spent just so I could hear all that shit. No, the guinea pig. Yep, um, I did try to get a refund. Though. I know you did. I really, <laughs> I actually really thought it was gonna work for you. Yeah, for a little bit. Um, but ten hours, oh well. Yeah, it's not like Kakarot. Um. <laughs> let's talk hitman for a minute hitman three hosey it's your turn to talk well me and bart listen mm-hmm. um so i'm so happy with this game okay yeah <laughs> um explain to me explain to me why you love this like series so much mm-hmm. specific not even just like as a whole but this trilogy okay. and like Convince people who haven't played it to play it. Yeah. you Because you convinced me. Yeah, both you of you guys me. know how often I talk about Hitman. I spam it kind of a lot. Yeah. And it's because I hold that series so close to my heart. Because, um, you know, I love stealth games. I like games where you have the option to do things like more covert style. And I really, really always spread the word about Hitman because like it's one of the last games to be doing it in a cool way in my opinion. And and you know my favorite game series is Metal Gear and and I play that game stealth mostly and that game is gone. And games like Splinter Cell I love and uh they did stealth in an awesome unique way too. Um and I'm is that one still a uh, a head scratcher because with this technology today that that game would shine so hard. Yeah. That game is dead. Mm-hmm. And the three from the, the PS2 OG Xbox era were 47, Snake, and Sam Fisher. And it's kind of unbelievable to me that 
47 is the one that remains. Honestly, yeah, because it was all like, because think even, about the amount of money that went behind those other series, and this was always like just a cool sleeper. And even back then, um, he just didn't seem like the more interesting character out of the two. Out oh, of for the three, sure. You know? So, like, to see them just keep going and keep trying and just like getting through, like, like, you know, like those like old grandparents that you have that are like ninety nine years old. Like some people have grandparents like that. That I'm like, man, you must you've seen so much shit, dude. Yeah, like you've seen shit from like World War Two to iPhone to this to that to this. That's how I feel about Hitman. Or I'm like, you've seen you've seen so many of the ups and downs and like the new and the things that didn't work and in the gaming like since it started. And I'm like, you're still fucking here, though. Like that has that has a lot of respect, you know. Mm-hmm. Like oh, that sure. that that you know, you can't name very many games that do that. You you can name a lot of games that try to adapt to the things that didn't work or work and still fail. Yeah. So, a game like Halo. Hit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking motherfuckers. And 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 you know, like to to see a game be so about themselves. Yeah. They're like, we are the shit. Like yeah. we know we got this. We're not gonna do things like this. And and when they even when they tried, they got the community was like, fuck. Go don't even do that again. You know? Yeah. And 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 they were like, you know what, y'all are right. Let's fucking do this the, the way we should. And um that has a lot to be said to me. And I, I just love the game because you know, like you can do so much freedom and so much minor details without it being an open world game oh yeah that it feels like it because the levels are these big sandboxes where it's just like you've got this space to do anything yeah and they're super dense dude like and i you know i like you know i love all the hitman games uh except for absolution but you know they have always had that element to them sure and and it is cool like i i really feel like it's you know, after hearing me talk about it in that way, like they've been through everything, they've seen everything. Like people, people that haven't even tried it yet. Like I really th- wish you would give it a chance, you know, because for it to still be around and to be kicking it harder than ever with its unique fan base and the community that supports it so hard. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't that interest somebody to try a game? Yeah, I mean, I think know? whenever you see a franchise stand for that long, there's something to be said about it, but. The thi- okay, so the thing that always I don't like stealth games a lot of the time. Yeah, Actually, or it, it, I, I convince myself that I don't because like like Dishonored was a similar thing. I didn't want to play Dishonored, yeah. and you were like, "That's a you, great game." You too. forced it into my hands. You're like, "Play this game," mm-hmm. and I and I ended up really really liking it a lot, and I yeah. played it all the way through and loved it. Um, so I always convince myself I don't like stealth games because I don't like waiting in grass. You know, right? I don't like sitting in grass and waiting for some guy to walk yeah, by like, and then going to another patch of grass. Where this game tells you. Yeah, get in the grass and then fuck yourself because they always see you, which is hilarious. <laughs> but the thing I liked about this game um, that like you had explained to me, but it didn't hit until I actually like went and played a level with you because I hadn't played Hitman since PS2. Um, so I hadn't played any of this trilogy was not only the freedom, mm-hmm. but the fact that it's a serious game, like a game that takes itself somewhat seriously or feels like it does. But it still feels like a fun video game. There are fun video gamey things that you can do. Like, and I, and I and I think we had this conversation where I was like, "This is the same thing yeah. where Yakuza 
and Metal Gear having in the same yeah. relation. Even games like Halo, where like this is like, yo, this is some real shit where real shit's at stake. But then you have the grunts who are like, like you know, like being like hilarious the whole time. Like, dude, that's the that's the magic recipe to me, dude. Like, give me some shit where I'm like, I could cry and laugh at the same time. Yeah, see, that's what I that's what I want out of like all art that I like taking is like stuff that like is like like makes me feel some sort of like sad emotion and then like is hilarious to me. You know, being playful. And all because that's all part of the human emotion anyway. Yeah, we like you know not you know everyone likes to be playful. Everyone you know is sad or is happy. Like why you know do it all you know. Yeah, and 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 that's one thing Hitman does really well. Where you're like, damn, there's some shit happening. Like this guy's backstabbing traitor, blah blah blah. But then like the ragdoll physics blow this person away ridiculously and like 20 feet in the way. You're like, that is, or like I have a golf ball that is, a, uh, explodes the bit that the girl that had, that you have to like get the exploding golf ball from her whole thing is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Also the fact that it's just like, yeah, it's just like very serious game, but like you can kill that motherfucker by making him literally fall on a banana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he cracks a skull open. Yeah. Like it- that shit is hilarious to me. For no fucking reason. You, you, you can you can put so there's a really this here's an example. You're sneaking through this area, you gotta like um, you know, kill this guy who's like human, you know, trafficking, blah blah blah. Uh uh and and you're going through this area and you're like, I gotta get this guy, this is some serious shit, I gotta hack this terminal, blah blah blah. There's a guard there and there's a janitor there mopping, and there's a wet floor sign. The guard is doing his like pattern or whatever. You can pick up the wet floor sign and walk away. The guard will walk the pattern through the wet floor sign now because you removed it, slip and knock himself out. That's funny to me. And that's cool. That is hilarious. That's really cool. And it's also cool. such a tiny little detail. Exactly. Thing. Like you're like, that's really funny, you know. Uh, he'll it it'll look like an accident. And that's the yeah. cool thing about this game is that you can do a lot of things that make it look like an accident. So going back to the stealth thing. A lot of people I know, without playing games like you know uh, Splinter Cell, Metal Gear, and stuff, they're always like, "I just don't know if I like the like I don't know the stealth thing's weird." I'm like, "It's it's a, just a veil, man. Like you like you don't necessarily have to play it that way, but like I think a lot of people just have that already in their mind that they're not gonna like it because they think it's slow, or they think it's boring because you can't just go like throwing grenades and going ham on everything, but like." The moment you're in, I, most people I know are just like, this is actually really cool. Mm-hmm. And I, Hitman does a cool thing because it it does more than just sneaking around walls. You can also disguise yourself as different people to get through areas. And it is in. very dense with options. That's, like, that's what cool I that's what I've noticed after watching you play it for a little bit is that I was one of them that was always like, do I really have to walk all the way past the level to get mm-hmm. this costume to go here? And it just seemed like. But like watching you and realizing like how many different tasks and challenges there are, but also how much like I recently picked up Blood Bunny and just because the first one I ever played was I'm pretty sure it was one and it was just really boring because of the way I was going about it. Like playing Blood Money, um, I was just like, dude, there was so there was a level I basically killed all the people in or whatever. I was still like I was trying to get out of this area. It was in the wine farm or whatever the fuck. And I go downstairs and you randomly find this fucking cocaine lab that just didn't have anything to do with the assassinations or anything like that. But it was behind this like trap door and you find all of this crazy like rich uh, fucking part of the level. 
that didn't you could have you could have missed like in a hundred playthroughs you could have just fucking missed this thing mm -hmm. and like that's all there and they get from that detail and from that fucking extra mile they get the benefit of the doubt like if i'm playing fucking cyberpunk and they're already so lazy on certain things and they don't have their shit together then i'm not gonna think like oh, do they have this cool detail if I do this? Mm -hmm. But watching you play the level in three the other day, you were in a kitchen as a chef, and I forget where it was, but there was like, oh, get on the dumpling table or whatever, like press X to get on the dumpling table. Mm -hmm. And um, I legitimately, with the amount of detail that was in this game, I for real thought that they animated, if you activated that sequence, that Agent 47 was going to legit go through the entire process of making dumplings. Because you know how you go to some restaurants and they have the people in the window just like fucking Speedy Gonzalez making yeah. dumplings with their hands and stuff. And it's such a neat process to watch. Mm -hmm. and it's almost very calm and soothing. And I would legitimately like, yo, you can make fucking dumplings. Because I immediately gave them the benefit of the doubt. I was like, they do so much shit like they fucking probably did this. And I don't think they did. No, nah, they just wasn't. cleaned the table. But yeah, exactly. I, it was still like, oh, you know, like it, it wasn't like, oh, they're fucking fuck them or this, this game sucks because there's so much shit that's right. And there's so much shit that is all this plentiful detail that like, yeah, they they get that benefit of the doubt to be like, oh, did they do this? And it's just an extra when it is because yeah. for so many times you're like, oh, can I do this? And you can. Can I do this? And you can. Can I do yeah. this? So those times when it's not there. It's just, it's, it's like, oh, damn. You know, it's not like, dude, here we go again. This fucking game sucks. Like so many other things. It, yeah. It, it's, it's a game that rewards you too for just like, just like looking around. Mm -hmm. Like there's always like it, you know, there are parts, you know, like I got to go, um, get this costume or disguise from someone way down the map. But from there to there, there's so much happening yep. to there. And also like, dude, like. There's some crazy challenges in this game where you don't even like they want you to beat levels without even changing your tuxedo once. Yeah, mm -hmm. like don't you cannot do this. You know, love, like love achievements. Like that. there's like, there's yeah. all kinds of content in this game, and 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 I just I really really I I know this with a lot of people that like you know follow the page and everything. If they just give it a chance, they'll know. Like, yeah. dude, this this is great. Like, it's not just like. A, a game that's not for like it's in this like filter where you're like oh oh i don't like stuff like this so i'm not gonna play i'm like well you just have to play it man yeah i would definitely tell everyone like i know that when you did that like surprise shirt drop and everything there was like a really good reaction and a lot of people were like oh i actually checked this out because like you've convinced me um check the game out because i a few things number one like if you're looking at it as a stealth game and you think you don't like stealth or whatever that's fine try to stop thinking about that for a second and like do you like the puzzly aspect of like Resident Evil and things like that? Do you like like the mind games? Do you like do you like the problem solving? Because mm -hmm. think about it less as a game where you walk slow and you wait for the same predictable thing to happen over again over and again. Yeah. And try to think about it more as like here is like a list of like problems that you ha that you can solve in any way imaginable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's and it, it truly is a problem solving game. Like yeah. how like what do I have to do? to get to the target. Yeah, and I think if you look at it that way, um, it's a little more convincing. But uh, also, like, people... Okay, so, like, before Cyberpunk, people always looked at, like, CD Projekt Red as, like, the ultimate consumer-friendly company. They'll do anything for mm -hmm. you. Yeah. They'll change your tires when you're fucking stranded <laughs> on the side of the road if you call them, and you don't have AAA. But now, IO Interactive is, like, the company that really feels like they're actually flying that 
consumer-friendly flag with how this game's come out. It's and, it's how all the games have yeah, come out. Yeah, and, and I trilogy. guess how they've always been, but especially now with, like, oh, you can go back and play 1 and 2 in the engine that runs of three, 3, you know? Yeah. It, um, it, and, and cross all your saves over. It, and it, it feels like a straight-up, like, when you put them all together, it feels like one ultimate game. Yeah. Because it, they, they're, they're, they're just... This transitions are so smooth, mm-hmm. um, and and I'm, there's so much shit, man. When you combine all three together to make one game, it's there's so much, and yeah. there's every level doesn't feel like the last one, dude. Yeah, like there's there's just so much to do. Like, yeah. and then there's some, you know, like just when you think you're like, man, what else can they do if they really like perfected this? Like they throw another surprise in there, man, and like. Like there's there's a level in three where like you can just you don't even have to do this but there's a a, a route you can take where you you just become a detective you got to solve clues and and interrogate people it's like out of nowhere. it literally turns into uh, knives out for a little bit yeah and it's it's hilarious. awesome it's like what this is crazy man like um there's just a lot of care and you can tell like the studios like we care about Agent Forty Seven so we want to you know like they. They built this this world. That's the thing, like Bert, when you were talking about all the the detail that isn't in cyberpunk mm-hmm. that should be there, and it's not. Um, it feels like it is there in this Hitman game. They 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 yeah. love. You can tell that they, they love, that love their shit. Yeah, they are like, we we have been doing this for twenty years now, because I think Hitman, the very first one, forty seven. Codename 47, that was a computer game. Yeah. It came out in 2000. Yeah, oh, I think it came out in 2000. They, they've been doing it for that long, and they are known for it, and they, like, like the culture they created with their own game, like, the voice actor for 47, he, he doesn't even want to play other characters. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he was, like, like well, I watched an interview with him, and he was in, like, I think an Assassin's Creed game briefly or whatever, but, like... Mm-hmm. He's like, they're like, you have any other like, what are some like, you know, like some bucket list like things you like to do? He's like, I just like being forty seven, man. This is this is like, this is like my life. Like I love this. I love him, you know. Like I love this character so much that this is all I kind of want to do. I'm already doing totally. it, you know. And like and 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 you can tell like the the amount of love they put into their stuff. And and that's another thing, man. Like like even if you don't like the game, just watch videos. Just to see how much they care about their own shit, absolutely. And 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 I guarantee you, it, it will convince you to like give it a shot. Even if you only play the first level in the first one in Paris, you're like, whoa, this is just so dense. I'm pretty sure right now too, there's you can on consoles you can download and play the first level of two for free. Okay. Right now, there's something like that. There's there's a there's a way on on any system or PC you have. There's a way to try. The idea of this for free or for like a dollar, so people should definitely give this and, shit a and shot. Yeah, you know, I've already that shirt thing and the video that you made. Like I've talked about it a lot, but just because the game is out doesn't mean I'm gonna stop. Because like I'm, I'm gonna keep going, and I, I want to see more people play. And like, and I, and I appreciate people that have like checked it out out of recommendation. And you know, I just want to see more people playing this game. Because come on, like it's been twenty years, and how many games have you seen just continuously do it the right way yeah. for twenty years? 
Like you, you know everything. Also, even when they fuck up once, they fix it. Yeah, they're like, so like you said, you hated that absolution, whatever, and it's like, oh, they went, oh, my bad, the and they fucking resolved the problem. The elements that were really cool about that game are cool, but like yeah. the core of the game that everyone likes as a fan, mm-hmm. they were like, let's, mm-mm. yeah. So and and you know, I would say that they did a great job doing Hitman cool uh, in twenty twenty or twenty twenty one or whatever moving forward and. I'm excited to see what they do next, and I just want more people to play it. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the next game? What else? You want to talk? I haven't played Cyber Shadow, but y'all probably played enough to have some fucking all caps words about it. So we thought this was a Yacht Club games game. Yeah, I got fooled, and it's not. They just published it. So at first we we're like, oh, it's like Shovel Knight's like two. Yeah, was all we can look at it. But fucking Ninja Guy, and it's not that. Even though you might think it is. The game still looks cool. I'm enjoying it still. But Bert has that look on his face where he's going. Uh, Wait, just, as as a throwback, it it did so many things like so very well. Like it's it's a very pretty fucking spot on successor to like ninja fucking NES style games and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem I have with it is that the game finally like feels so fucking good when you unlock all the power-ups and they and they waited till probably like a half or three quarters of the way through like they left you a good bit of game after all the power-ups and stuff to let you play around with it mm-hmm. the problem is at that point there is an insane difficulty hike that comes out of nowhere and the checkpoints get very very further like away like they make you go through some really fucking crazy sequences and levels and shit to get to the next checkpoint. And it's very easy. Like it's like meat boy, you know, like you fucking die, you go right back through it. You die, you go right back through it. Like you instantly respawn at the checkpoint and keep going. And that's great. But the problem with I'm finding is it's a lot of like Kaiju block style shit. And for people that don't know what that is, is like Kaiju blocks are like in a Mario level when you go to jump across a pond and there was an invisible block at the part you would normally jump at and it hits you into the water there's a lot of like gotcha moments of like haha there was some spikes here or the second you jump across like parts that are designed to make you fail that first time and when like that, Mega Man style shit. Uh, if that's the way it was. That's what. The, well, like games that focus on a lot on like it's a short game after you memorize it. After yeah. You memorize the layouts. Exactly. Because okay, when it. that happens, like every thirty or forty fucking times in between these like lengthier checkpoints. Because again, like when the checkpoint wasn't um, fucking very far away. I mean, it was still like a good bit away, but like you would have to go through like six or seven rooms at one point to get to a checkpoint in the later stages. Um, it, it becomes to this point where I'm like, dude, like it's annoying to go slow and like do everything the right way because the game is at its best when you're just like flying through it, using the different abilities and stuff, using the dash and the jump and the, uh, like fucking forward when it's flowing. Yeah. When it's fucking got a good flow to it, it's amazing. But that's when like you're running, you're running, you're doing all this cool shit. You're down stabbing to get another jump to go and across this platform. But then it gets you on some like really annoying shit multiple, multiple, multiple times. Yeah. And I'm just like at a certain point, it's like it's not fun or rewarding enough to like keep me coming back for that. It's not fun or rewarding enough to be like, oh, man, I've got it because like. 
you know, Dark Souls or even like Mega Man and shit like that. Like I remember playing Mega Man games a little bit. I played them and like I legitimately had fucking fun with it, mm-hmm. avoiding all this different shit and shit. Cyber Shadow doesn't give me that. And like um, it might be the fact that I'm playing it nowadays and like because I said like back then, like when I played Blasphemous with the amount of problems it had, I still said I was like, dude, if this came out on the Super Nintendo, like we would still be talking about it today. Um, I don't think we would still be fucking talking about Cyber Shadow if it came back about back then. It's like I played Shinobi a lot on fucking Sega Genesis. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, you know, I'm not talking about that. I don't, I don't think it's novel enough to fucking give a shit about it if it came out back then. Like Blasphemous was a fucking insanely well done game. Okay. Cyber Shadow, I think like half the game, you're just kind of building up to the good part and it was much slower and all this shit. And then... It, they didn't find that happy medium spaced out throughout the five or six hours the game takes to be like, oh, this shit is really fun. I want to go back through it again. I want to yeah. speed run this. I want to try to... Because that is one thing we were talking about this. The achievements and the challenges in Cyber Shadow are fucking fantastic because one of them's like, oh, beat boss number four without uh, killing any of its turrets or killing any of its extra shit or yeah. beat boss or go through this entire level without throwing any shurikens and that'll make you have to deflect a lot of fucking uh, projectiles and stuff. Those are what achievements should be. Those are what challenges should be. Like you said on Hitman, like do this whole level without taking off your tuck. Some, there are some Halo achievements in MCC that are like that. Like do this entire level with a human weapon and you have to get genuinely creative at that time and though that's amazing and i would love like if anything's gonna make me go through cyber shadow again it's gonna be that because the bosses are fucking well done i enjoy this Uh, that's another thing that's like Mega Man based like if you can maximize damage output then you can fucking take out these bosses in a few seconds it's not scripted yeah you really like it has a health bar and it has its fucking pathing and then it's however you want to fucking do this however creative you can fucking get and you it's that is so goddamn fun that it's not like oh i've got like a million health and all these different phases and shit like that Mm -hmm. they it's a huge like the environments and the level design really come into play in the bosses that's all fucking tight and it's only a 15 dollar game right like i think it's an outstanding fucking uh homage to games back then multiple different games i will say you haven't played it a lot but there are some like easter eggs and hidden shit in the game that directly like they're just obvious like direct like references to a lot of older games and stuff like that like i'll just say one there's one so it's the type of game that you're constantly wondering huh can i get out of the level here can i get out of the level here because you've got like wall jumping you've got double jumping you've got all these crazy things that you're like how can i break this game like that's what i'm always thinking about and there's never can I get over any barrier or over anything or go up outside of the level. And this one time I did, I get out and I travel on the top of the level and then you get beyond the door you're supposed to go through. You walk a little further and then you're able to drop into this little room that has three um, power-ups behind little things. And it's a direct yeah. callback to Mario. And I was like, that's fucking tight. And I'm sure yeah. there are so many more that I haven't even like seen or fucking done anything like that. The game's got a lot of character. It's got a lot of soul. I think like with you don't certain, think it's sharp enough. Something something wasn't there. Something like it, it it the difficulty was upped way too fucking crazy to where it's annoying. And like I love like really hard shit. I love really hard games, but there's really hard. I wish I had an example that I can think of, but there's like there's really hard and then there's just fucking annoying. I, I would say that this is one of those things where 
you could say level design is be- huge because that's kind of the thing that makes something not fun. Is like yeah. how a level is designed uh, compared to like the boss or whatever. Like, was it fun to get to this point? Um, and uh, even parts that I've played so far, I can even be like, this is nothing memorable besides it being like, oh, the, this thing was a gotcha moment. Yeah. Um, and and those games like like Mega Man and stuff like that. That's just important. Uh, like the the way the levels built and made that like that like could, because things are supposed to flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you played Sonic on uh, Sega Genesis, like. And the levels just weren't up to like how the Heath plays, dude. You'd be it'd be a frustrating mess, especially because of how like fast that kind of game yeah. is. Like there is that there's supposed to be a flow into these like two D games, especially. Um, and if it doesn't have that, then you're just like, I'm just kind of just doing it. Yeah, yeah. especially in a, a game like you said that has all these gotcha things. That's part of the flows because it's teaching you to some degree, like, oh, there's a specific path. Yeah. And once you have that path down, you you easily bounce to and from doing. That's what makes some of these games so frustrating at first. Mm-hmm. But the frustration has to be worth it. And part of what makes it worth it is what's me- like in Mega Man's case, the memorable bosses, the fact that you can make it non-linear yeah. if you want it to be. Um, and if Cyber Shadow, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I can't talk about it from experience. But if it doesn't have that kind of stuff in it. And if, or if, if even just the the world that it's building around you doesn't make you want to continue to deal with the frustration, then I mean, it's just not a total failure. Just imagine if, like, after every point in Sonic where you finally get to that speed momentum, you yeah. run into a wall. It's like that. Yo, would that just, just be happens t- a lot in later, so I don't have to imagine yeah. it just yeah. happens. <laughs> no, yeah. So but, yeah, like, I'm, you know I'm there. I'm like, there, and I'm mad. Like, now. dude, like, like, all right. Those games depend on a good level structure and design, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, I will say no. I think I think you've hit it on the fucking head. But um, I uh, had something to say, and now it's gone, and I I will never get it back. Oh well, the bats yep. are back. Bats are back. Um, well, that's Cyber Shadow. Has anything else come out that we fucking want to raz about? Touch on. Do touch each other. It's been we, re- pretty... we, 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 we replayed Cuphead. That was a great time. We did. Oh re- uh, yeah. Uh, there will be a a Cuphead game night video. Coming out on the soon, the new espionage YouTube channel. It's Jesus. really fucking stupid. There's so much scream. It's just three minutes of people screaming. No. <laughs> um, but that was actually the first time I put real time into Cuphead because I tried to play it with my friend Austin, mm-hmm. the screen printing guy I told you about, Hosian. And um, we got through like the first few levels doing co-op stuff, first few bosses, but I hadn't put any significant time into it. And oh my God, it so is more. way more frustrating than... I thought it was. They, mm-hmm. they they were like fucking level design. Let's just do boss battles because it's just sick. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. I'm trying to think, I mean, like me and Bert going through Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing that's like. I know we. I know that you guys have like we did. We co-opted Halo Three and Reach. And you guys have to go through Halo-ing. the whole series, but we need to save that for a Halo episode. Yeah, yeah. man. We need we need three and a half hours in a bunch of fucking candy and burgers first yeah. we need to eat <laughs> this yeah because we're all starving before right we now. do the hail episode um well we're like an hour 45 in that's nice what do you want to do you want to do any you want to save q a or yeah what? let's because i got it. a couple but we can save them if we want for sure let's save them uh and let's kind of go through the week bringing it up yeah and stuff like that again and then we can do like cool a whole barrage well we'll, six, six, we'll do more of these soon we got we got a little rig set up It'll be cool. We'll try to make the audio better and better each time because I can hear some things bouncing around. Yeah, there was we'll, a couple yeah. of, a couple of screams that definitely deep fried 
everyone who's listening. Yeah, sorry every about time that. I scratch at my Crocs with my toenail. It, yeah, you get a little. Everybody can hear it. <laughs> a little bit of the we'll sound. We'll figure but... it all out again, and and it, I'm glad everyone's here physically now, and we we all appreciate the people always bringing up the podcast still. Like, yeah. like man, when is the next one coming out? Or like, I I've been listening still. Like, it means a lot, and we appreciate it. And we will be doing it often. Yeah, uh, there's just so much life shit that, yeah, it's that been happens. Six months, and like everybody's been hitting me up, and we can't appreciate that. Yeah, it's crazy anymore. to have like. To pe- like, because this is probably the way I pass the time the most when I'm at work and things like that is listening to things like this when I'm driving, and uh, it's one of my favorite uh, my favorite thing to do is to hang out and talk games with my fucking eternal voice, mm-hmm. and uh, being able to do it in real life is awesome. So we're gonna go really hard on a bunch of different shit this year. Yeah, but, uh, you've, you guys have seen some of the stuff that's already kind of like newer for 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 espionage at least, like some of the video stuff or whatever, like. That's all fun stuff we just do for fun because we like to do it. Yeah. And so we'll be doing more shit like that. Bert will be streaming again at some point. Um, you know, everything's going to be picking up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I hope everyone's having a good year so far. Yeah. And uh, love hanging with my squad. You? Love this shit. So I guess, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll wrap this up. But what are we going to eat? Where we could we drive all the way down to where I'm at for Krispy Kreme. Let's eat Krispy Kreme for dinner. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. Uh, post-gym Krispy Kreme again? Yeah. Oh, man. Let's Without record one the of these at the gym. Oh, God. Let's go to Zoo. The Red Bull wasn't bad enough. Let's go to fucking <laughs> Zoo at like 4 a.m. one night. We'll all hook up with lapel mics. Yeah, what are they going to do? Tell us to leave? And then we'll just, uh, hopefully no one will be there. There's some fucking freak. Somebody's there at 4 a.m. Zoo. Yeah. zoo is our lawless Shout out Savannah <laughs> Zoo Health Club. Yeah, it's the fucking shit. Yeah. It's our spot. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Are we, are we gonna do the recommending? Oh things? yeah, let's. Oh man, damn he, it! My he my bit, <laughs> my bit that I forgot. Thank you, Bert. All yeah. right, somebody recommend me anything. Something I need to shove into my brain, consume in some way. Well, Hosey's holding a phallic object, so <laughs> technically, yeah. I think we're all pretty close to a phallic object. Mine's right now. the largest. So you do have a large phallic. <laughs> you have a terrifying phallic <laughs> object in front of your face, my dude. It's staring at me this whole time. Um, what's something like non-game? Because we've just been talking games. Is there anything anybody's been... Uh, I started reading a comic from the 90s. Uh, actually, no, it ended up not being that great at the middle. So instead, um, I recently read a comic called We Can Never Go Home. Hmm. Um, Pat Kendallin wrote it, the guy that sings for Self-Defense Family and Drug Church. He and uh, another, a guy named Matt who last time I can't remember that writes at Marvel now. They wrote it. It's like a teen superhero story with some pretty gruesome twist. Um, it's pretty good. If you if you liked Heroes but thought Heroes was also fucking lame as shit, this is cool. Check that out. That's my recommendation. We Can Never Go Home. It's a five-issue series. Pick it up at a trade for 10 bucks on from a Black Mask Publishing. Boom. Um I recommended Hitman three like twenty times. You did, but now <laughs> so, give me something that ain't a game, baby. Um, Bert, go ahead. Recommending right. Bert. Recommend passing the torch. Um, yeah. If anybody cares about what I say, I highly I cannot recommend this to anybody more. But it would be if you have free time and a smartphone, like majority of us do. Um. Do yourselves a favor and everybody that's not familiar with it, research like different specific types of trauma 
And if you, you know, I mean, I obviously recommend therapy if you have a lot of problems that you don't know why they are problems or what you're going through. But if you're going to do anything for yourself or for other people around you and people you care about, uh, research as much as you can developmental trauma and traumatic upbringing, traumatic relationships, what certain things can do uh, to people and cause them to act the way they do before you you know, if there are people in your life that you are feeling resentful towards and you want to, you know, re get revenge or act a certain way, like just educate yourself on things that might have happened to them or things that they might be going through and yourself as well, why you're treating people a certain way. Because I think understanding yourself and people around you and the things that they've gone through to make them behave that way will just breed healthier relationships for fucking everyone and just reduce so goddamn much like uh fucking negativity and pain you can cause to people or they can cause to you or the way you'll even take things like if somebody does something really fucked up to you and you want to hate them or you want to get revenge on them or something like that and you understand what they've gone through because if you say you love somebody then you'll understand why they're acting a certain way then um that that's that's the best thing i can recommend through someone after fucking dealing with the past uh year or so of my life and uh, i think it would be the fucking i think it could benefit everybody it can god damn can it fucking it'll help you it'll help the people around you because like trauma is the realest fucking thing in the world like i i don't talk about it a lot but um i did two tours in afghanistan I had a really fucked up upbringing. Like I always talk about how amazing my childhood was because my parents were there and I had video games and I had friends, but like there is a lot of dark shit that happened in my household and um, that trauma I never unpacked. And then certain shit from the military on the ambulance. I didn't, I didn't have a good couple of years on the ambulance and that I kept in and everything. And it made me fucking just take things the wrong way, take things very personally. I was insecure about a lot of things. And um, everybody has that. Everybody has these things that they don't unpack. Mm -hmm. It's not just me. It's not just if you've been to war. Mm -hmm. I cannot fucking stand people thinking that, oh, only combat veterans have PTSD. Only people that have been through hell or did X, Y, and Z have PTSD or trauma. Like, I am here to fucking tell you, like, there are plenty, plenty of things like, you know, relationships and everything. Like if you've been through some really serious shit, you've been through war, you know? And, um, the best thing you can do is educate yourself on why trauma like exists and why people react a certain way. And the more you can understand other people's trauma and your own, the better relationships you can have with each other. I'm done. I think just to hit on something there for a second, you said, uh, it's pretty important. There's a lot of people look at these things as like uh, when you're talking about looking into trauma and uh, understanding yourself and whatnot. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is like I need to go and unpack my what happened to me and what I did and what I went through. But I think that's pretty important and something I'm glad you brought up is the idea of like if you resent this person or resent this situation, why this whatever happened, um, maybe try to understand what could have brought them to that point too. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes people do different things with bad intent and good intent. And what happens to you is a, uh, as a result, you know, is neither here nor there. But uh, if you're trying to 
better yourself, a part of bettering yourself is um, understanding why something happened, why someone else brought a certain situation to you um, or why you took it a certain way. Um, because that's like that, that gives you a lot more uh, closure than you might think it will mm-hmm. at first. Cause a lot of it is just like, Oh, like it's a bit, you think about dealing with this stuff. And at first it's a very self, you f- might feel like it's like a very selfish thought or you're doing it for very selfish reasons, which is fine. But um, the more you try to unpack other people in that regard, the more you're going to figure it out about you. Um, and so I think that's a very healthy thing that you're bringing up in a very healthy way to try to look at that instead of just like, playing nothing but blame game all the time, which is a lot easier and probably a lot more fun to yep. do, I would say. It's definitely cooler. Mm-hmm. It's definitely what you want to do. But yep. but if you really give a shit about somebody, you will fucking, you'll understand them before you, like, take anything fucking personally or fucking, like, get upset. Yeah. If something goes wrong with somebody you care about, like, you need to fucking think about what they're going through. Mm-hmm. And that fucking, I, because I, it pisses me off to no end to have a bunch of fucking people think that they, or say they care about someone and act like they're in their best interest, but they see toxic behaviors going on right in front of them and they're taking literally like their word for it as like, oh no, I'm fine. Like, no, people can have cries for help without fucking crying for help and if you're not understanding like things that people can be going through and stuff then you're not fucking being a friend to people you love yeah which is uh one of the things i love about my squad that i have right here is very it feels it's very judgment free this is why i like moving down here and Bert, why i like that you move down here is it's a uh, two people that i feel like are very judgment free of like the bullshit that i have gone through mm-hmm. and like just what are willing to tell, give me the hard lessons that I need. We just want to see everyone, it, you know, everyone needs to eat. Yeah. And just see everybody eat, you know? And, uh, it's like been the hell, the most, the best thing I've done for myself in years. Just going back to surrounding myself with, uh, people with the like right kind of people with motivating people with, uh, people who are better than me at certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you just grow and grow and grow from it. So, not to be too lovey-dovey, but I love my family here. I love Hosey and I love Bert. I love Hosey and Stark. who fucking pisses me off. Yep. He keeps pissing on my damn floor yeah, and making of, me walk through it. It's sick. But uh, Hosey and now that the emotions have happened. Yeah. Well, on the topic of... How's like, Hitman? <laughs> you want to feel better, play Hitman. Yeah. Um, on the topic of feeling better and understanding yourself, blah, blah, blah. Uh, big thing that we all started doing here and we've always, we've kind of been doing it even not here. It's like, you know, exercising and working out. Uh, and you know, I do believe that, you know, if you can just sweat most days, you know, 30 minutes to 90 minutes, just get out there and exercise and you'll, you'll, you'll realize how much of an effect that has on your mental health too. It does. And, and, you know, just feeling better, um, getting that like cloudy head, thing that happens uh kind of lifted off when you're like finished like running or even just going for a walk man like like 30 minutes to an hour or something just that has a huge huge effect on on uh on us and and it's a big deal like we're meant to move we're meant to walk we're meant to do this stuff so sitting around gaming all the time is fucking sick as it is like 
eventually you'll uh, two weeks will hit and you'll just be like, I don't know why I feel like shit today mm-hmm. or why I'm like, this. I'm like this. I'm like, it's because we're not meant to just do that. And I think that if you just get up, you know, as much as you can and just go for a walk or start lifting weights or whatever, it's done a lot for me. And I know all three of us doing it together when we go out, like it's cool. Like we always feel good and we feel like, Something's been lifted, yeah, and I really something do. has yeah, li- we have literally lifted some fucking weight. And, and as much as it's like yeah, sucks, the fifteen pounds, <laughs> fifteen pound dumbbells. As much as it sucks, you know, while you're doing it, like three you do sets feel of better. three. <laughs> yeah, you 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 kick your ass for that time, just so you and then like you see that the reward though after yeah. Um, and so that's my recommendation. And I know there's a lot of people that do work out. I'm not even like a pro at any of this, but it just. I, Bro, you got them big arms now, though. You do it to feel good at the end of the day, and I, and, and that's what I can recommend. We did have, uh, not to keep rambling, but we had a little moment the other day that I really, really appreciated uh, when we were, so we go to Zoo, Zoo Fitness, a lawless, lawless land. It, it really is Tortuga. Oh, uh, it's fucked up in there. <laughs> but, um, you know, we go almost every day with the three of us and then, like, some other people who rotate in and out. Nolan, Tate, Whittle, and um, and it's really fucking fun. But we walked out. It was like fucking nine or ten or whatever. And Bert was like, "You were like, this is good, man. This is a good life. This is a good thing right here." And I was just like, I know it was like kind of a joke, but at the same time, I was like, "It is good, man. It is good." Just doing this little, like, just having this little like ritual that we all do together, and like just a sign of like we talk about the fellowship, mm-hmm. the eternal boys, the squad, just like the the support system and completing something together that uh that benefits everybody as individuals but we do it as like a whole and everything and just having that kind of stuff like um Bert when you and I moved down you were like oh we got to go down there we're going to build the kingdom together and do this and yeah, that and that's gotta like, do it all over again and it's what feels so cool about it and that's part of it um so yeah. it's oh, so, I said it, that the other night because Waffle House is right next door so oh of course <laughs> True. <laughs> That's where the bats really come out. I'm glad to have both of you guys here. Yeah, I fucking love the team, man. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that was. And we love all of you. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. For us getting a little, uh, for us fucking getting a little lovey dovey at the end. We love you all. Thank you so much for listening. We're gonna do, uh, we're gonna do a Q and A episode soon. Hit any of us up on. Uh, you can just call me. You think, you think <laughs> Tate's funny. gonna hate us for not like recommending her fucking website or whatever? Oh, no, God. when it when it drops, then we do it. Okay. Yeah, we'll yeah. be talking about it all the time. It'll be all sold out. By Tate me. makes on Instagram. Probably will. The shit's there good. Go. Yeah, she follow, made a bunch follow, of awesome fucking shit. Please follow her, please. Seriously. Yep. Tate makes on Instagram. She got some cool shit coming out. No, oh, she's been working really hard, and you know we're doing something together uh, in the espionage uh, soon. Same with Bert. Um, doing more shit like that. Tom as well has some shit up his sleeve and we're all just trying to create shit and have fun. We're all just trying to not have to work at Planet Fun. Yeah. Or fitness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sick. All right, we're going to sign off and go get some fucking food, but thanks everybody for listening. All right. uh, more shit coming soon. If this sounded bad, I'm sorry. Bye. Appreciate it. Tom's problem. Bye. Yeah.